how's everyone's, everyone's gunt been doing since the last uh, sneak cast, anyway? Oh, for loads of it done, it's been awful. Yeah. Man. Absolutely terrible. Why has it been so Sadly. bad this time? This last month? The, fir- the, the, very, fir- the very first uh, lockdown, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to get fit and active. I'm going to walk mountains every day, which I did. And in this second one, or whatever other wave we had, um, it was just a down, down downward spiral. Eating, drinking. It was December. Uh, misery. You've done loads of castings then. Got a new job, Ev, and um, I think... The, the like you know i used to be pulling around pallets and all that now i'm just literally sitting here just just getting fat and i can't stop eating cakes i literally can't stop doing it like <laughs> you are literally an talking, office jockey you know man if if i uh, if i don't have if i don't have the stuff at the end of the night yeah i'm fucking i'm just craving it like i need it i need it in my fucking life like you feel like you need to reward yourself for going through the day man it's a little victory isn't it you know? that's it. Is i put exactly on so much weight when i moved to uh a desk job Six years ago, it's just you're just noticeable. You stop moving around, didn't you? Like you said, you just stop moving around it's, as much. It's part and parcel, fast, part and like. parcel with a, a desk job. You just get fat. Yeah, it's it's just how fast it comes yeah. on, like and how hard it is to move. Like I mean, I mean physically as well as how hard it is to move the fat off you when it's on. Like, it's fucking, oh yeah. After every call, now what I've done, I got like weights by my desk. So after like nearly every call, I'm, I'm there. I'm like with the fucking weights. It's fucking ridiculous, like. I'm answering calls and I'm like putting down weights. I'm like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> fucking bonkers. Like, oh. anyway, oh, we uh, and we got a podcast to do. Oh shit! To the Steve Kiv. Hello and welcome to Steekcast, the podcast that achieves absolutely nothing once a month on various topics that we talk about. This month we're going to be talking about rated R superheroes and its respective TV shows and films, or a couple that we've chosen anyway. Uh, with myself today, I am joined by Mr. Sean, the Jean-Clad Jenkins, Gareth, Ganmanborough, Tom, <laughs> Captain Punch, Cartwright, and myself, Richard Big Red Myrick. How are you all doing, boys? All Fantastic. Good. Yeah. The man. Just like just like Aaron Turner sang and all the years ago. Yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. Um yeah, so since the last well what we did, Weird Internet was it's the last Aaron one Turner. we done. We did um, three years. Yes, uh Weird Internet. Uh how have we all been? Anything exciting happen? Got fat, I don't know. Yeah. D- done some gardening. It's Aaron tell Lewis, you, not Aaron t- Turner. Sorry. Tell you what, <laughs> have you Googled it? Did you just Google that? Yeah, because Aaron Turner's from Neurosis or something. Oh, you said so, the totally wrong name. Yeah, yeah. I, I forgot to uh, correct you on that one. Aaron Turner stains. <laughs> do, do, do. Aaron Lewis has stained. Aaron Lewis, Aaron, Aaron Lewis, probably. Yeah, Aaron Lewis, Aaron Lewis stained. I tell you, like, I'm wrong again. He's from Hydrahead Records and the band called Isis. Aaron not Lewis. from neurosis. Aaron Lewis with the little, he had the little um, scum man uh, eyebrow piercing, didn't he? Limp Bizkit. Yeah, that's right. 
Good Lord. Yeah, since the last one, I can't remember if I mentioned the, the gardening business I got going on. I say it's a business, it's just gardening. But um, I thought I was doing all right, see, and I thought everything was growing well. And then I went to the garden centre yesterday, and you I might just quit. You their plans. Did, 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 <laughs> did it just shit all over what you've done? It shit all earlier. over it. Like, their onions are actually growing. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work, isn't it? It's it proper is. hard work. Like. I thought I was doing really well. Like, you know, my peppers are coming up all right and all that. Talk about maybe, maybe, maybe we'll see some in future episodes. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Gardening, gardening cast. Steve Cast gardening make a special. Stew. You'd have to make us a stew out of your it's taken over my, it's t- It has taken over my uh, my days. Like, you know, all I'm doing is watering. There's so many fucking plants and vegetables in the house. Like, it's all I'm doing. Well, so if they stop growing, you can just pretend they're shallots. True. They just, they've come out of a funny shape. They come out really round for some reason, these shallots. Yeah. I'll so, do that. I'll do that. that. No, no, <laughs> no one need know. What else like is, what, what's everyone else been doing? You're not like you've run into any herbologists, you. Hmm. <laughs> Trying to pass off this very small onion <laughs> as a shallot. Oh, wait, why didn't you enter one of those, like, um, th- those, like, competitions where you, like, grow the biggest pumpkin and stuff? Because well, c- I can't grow a stem. Never mind a fucking pumpkin. <laughs> I can't no, grow weeds. Not with that like... fucking attitude you want, but you want to fucking... <laughs> Get a, get a get a plan in place. Go. I want a massive pumpkin, and then enter it into a competition. So I'm doing controlled experiments at the moment. Marrow. I got like six six peppers growing outside, and with one of them, I'm adding coffee grounds when I finish my coffee. Then I got some in the porch, and I got some more peppers in pots, and I've got coffee grounds in one of them in there, and I've got a vivarium upstairs that's full of pepper pots as well. Oh, fucking, fucking just a fucking mangle level, yeah. Like fucking hell, <laughs> angel of death, like. Who's that fella that kept those women in that basement? That's, that's more, more like oh, it. That's Fritzel, that was. Yeah, the only yeah. difference is I give my plants light. Mushrooms are not growing in the dark, they're in crests and stuff. I pitched the idea of mushrooms, but um, Sam, Sam won't have that yet, unfortunately. I'll, I'll get the vivarium free out, there's some mushrooms on the go. Anyway, stop boring everyone. What, can <laughs> I ask, ask one more plant question? What's a vivarium? Well, you keep a snake in. Okay, so you're growing like oh, it's like intense heat, like yeah, humidity, like pretty much. Ah. Keeps it keeps it all very humid. Oh, lovely! Oh, it's beautiful, son. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking conversation, <laughs> my god! Right, um, I'm gonna go into the topic at hand. I think <laughs> before this turns into a gardening podcast. Um, so yeah, so we're so we're here to talk about um, rated R superhero. TV shows and films that are based off comic books or graphic novels. Um, so the, the reasoning behind picking this particular topic is that I think the rated R superhero shows depict f- far more realism than the PG-13 ones do. And I guess you could say, well, duh, it's pretty obvious. But, like, you know, they never give you any sort of what's the word there's there's never any real danger in in those even if you're watching cartoons tv shows films whatever there's never any real danger the consequences don't matter you know by 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 the end of it they're all happy and you know there's a god amongst them and then there's a normal human man who just got smashed around by this god and by the end of it he's absolutely fine is that batman versus superman 
Possibly. Um, <laughs> Possibly. But, uh, it, what you but, just said reminds me of, uh, what, of is a Future of the Left. There's a band called Future of the Left, and one of their um, songs, Robocop, some, Robocop 4, I think. Fuck off, Robocop yeah, or something. But, <laughs> but one of their Fuck lyrics are, relax, no one dies. In fact, they're left improved. And what you just said just kind of rings yeah. exactly true to that. It doesn't make sense, though, because Robocop is a hideously violent series of movies. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, would you debate yeah. that he's improved when he's actually a robot? That's off topic. I think. No, so. no, he hasn't at all. They make it out like he uh, has, but you know, he hasn't. It's a horrendous. I think situation. his missus would agree, like. No, no. But 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 yeah, the um the consequences of their actions don't matter in in those PG thirteen ones, and to an extent, they don't in some R rated films. You, you could say, and I think that's totally true. But I think that's just plot armor playing playing its part in in a lot of cases. Um, so. I'm going to pose a question to the Steegs um, to start off. What film is considered the first R-rated superhero film? Oh, Now, I thought it was Watchmen, but I was told complete lies by someone who frequently tells me complete lies. So I'm not surprised <laughs> that it's actually wrong. Um, I'm going to... No go idea. On, go on, go on. Can I, I, I have kick, no clue. Uh, can I, I no kick clue. a guess? Can I throw, uh, throw my... Yeah, I'm going to say Spawn. Nope. You know. It's no. a good shout. Spawn is a good shout. Jackie Chan or something? Now I will say, all three of you know this film. Is it and you've all, the original and you've all, and you, I can guarantee you've all seen this film. I think. Batman. Yeah. You say Batman with Jack Nicholson or Batman? Is it? Uh, this is obviously a comic. Ah, <laughs> uh, right. Fifteens though those films. Um, no, I guess yeah. But was it? A, was it like, like something camp? Isn't it? Was it a Toxic Avenger? It is. Fuck, no way. <laughs> is is considered the first R-rated superhero film um, by, wow. by a lot. I don't know if it's official, but a lot of people, that's what they um, they consider it. Um, I know. I, <laughs> I know we've seen the film because we watched it over Sean's. I'm sure. Do you want to do you want to give just a brief explanation of that film because it's just mental. So, Toxic Avenger is um it's a film by uh, a studio called Troma which is now basically just a genre of really bad horror movies. Um, Toxic Avenger was one of, I don't know if it was one of their earlier ones, but it was one that blew them up, essentially. 84. Um, 84, Jesus. Yeah. I can't think of the guy's names. One one of the guys, Lloyd Kaufman, I can't think of the other dude's name. But, um, yeah, it's just like, it's, it's a spoof on superhero movies. Essentially, guy falls into, little nerdy guy falls into Toxic Waste and becomes this hideous monster and... Just puts everything right, real world, really. Lots of uh, ridiculous gore and tits everywhere. Um, if you're going to watch it, don't watch the sequels. There's uh, <laughs> there's four of them, and they're all horrendous. It's kind of like an Evil Dead version of superheroes. In, in yeah, a, yeah, perfect way of saying like, it. Like, Absolutely, yeah. Spot on. Is Toxic Avenger a superhero? I suppose he is. He has to be with the name. He's an Avenger, isn't he? <laughs> it's uh, it, it's what people consider to be the first R superhero film, which is uh, I find quite comical myself because <laughs> that film's dreadful. <laughs> it's, it's bad, like no, um, it's, it's, it, they get worse. They get so bad to yeah. the point where they're not even fun to watch. One of them goes to Japan, which is quite funny, and uh, the other one he like fights like the devil, Satan, and it's just like it's, it's bad. And I, I haven't seen Toxy Four, which is Toxy for President or something. I haven't seen that one. <laughs> we used to have um i just rewind a bit we used to have uh, at one point we used to have like bad film nights didn't we where we'd all meet up and, and we'd yeah. watch like really terrible films 
and I think that was probably one of the first ones we uh, we did as that. It, it was, was the very yeah. first one, yeah. Man. Yeah. Was it the very first one? It was. It's on Amazon Prime as well, Toxic Avenger. Should anybody fancy watching it? There you go. It's a terrible film. I don't expect some people to make it all the way through that film. I'll be honest. <laughs> they turn it on and go, why Why did they recommend this film to us? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say we're recommending it. <laughs> I would recommend it. Who had enough? Jesus. Ugh. So off, off the Only back the of that one. then, off, uh, <laughs> off, the, off the back of that question, I got a second one. And this one is, you'll probably, I, rec- I reckon you'll get all of these, or maybe all of them. So how many R-rated films, uh, R-rated superhero films can you name? Uh all the way back since Toxic Avenger, Christ. Um, does Robocop count? It does. So Robocop 1 and 2 then? Yeah, so two. like, I would go on just say franchises rather than just go okay. with like... You know, is it, is it, we are rated, so we're we talking in this country 18 rated, yeah? Yeah, fifth, yeah, it'd be 18 yeah, in this country. Watchmen. Yeah. 300. Spawn. Spawn, Spawn was 15, I think, wasn't it? 300 isn't was? considered. It's not a superhero film, is it? Ooh, true. It's comic book though. That's what I was thinking. Uh, yeah. That's why I got it confused. Can I get clarification on the age of Spawn? I I, I don't yeah. know why. It's in my head. It's a fucking it's eighteen. It's absolutely it? terrifying when we were a kid, wasn't it? It's, it's early nineties. It's early nineties, isn't it? Twelve. Spawn. It's a twelve. Yeah. It's a twelve. <laughs> Jesus. So interestingly, Spawn is on the list. PG thirteen. In IMDb of R-rated films. Interestingly, there we go. Uh, PG thirteen man spawn. I feel like films used terrible. to be rated. Yeah, films used to be rated differently. I find. Uh, yeah, maybe I find they make some. a lot of things twelve now or twelve a just to make things. Uh, yeah, more people to go to see them and stuff. Because uh, like you say, R rated is eighteen. It can be fifteen in this country as well. I think, uh, I think uh, I'm pretty sure Britain's more lenient with their ratings as well than America. I'm fairly sure on that one. Uh, we've got uh, your Deadpool, Blade. Deadpool yeah. obviously. Yeah, obviously. Blade, yeah, Blade. Blade counts. Blade, yeah, Blade counts. Uh, I, was, I would have said V for Vendetta, uh, but it was only 15 when it came into the movie. Yeah, so that was in the list. I didn't include it myself because I didn't really see it as like a superhero. I didn't really see it as a superhero genre. It was loosely based on... It's a fact, very in a way. dark and realistic you know, kind loosely. of loosely. It's just a guy yeah. mask, isn't it? It's not really. He's got nothing yeah. super. It's about superhero it, based on Guy Fawkes, really, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't yeah. he? Wasn't he an experiment though? Isn't is not where he got his name V from? Something. Like, yeah, he's just number yeah. V. He's not Roman. Rome, he's in the Roman numeral room five, isn't he? Yeah. 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 I enjoyed that film though. I was really good liked film. That film. Yeah. Yeah. The the graphic novel is completely different it's very very grim i think i prefer the film it's very very grim and dark and like the, the cops on lsd and stuff it's just mental it's proper mad <laughs> um, and like natalie right. portman's character is like a, a prostitute in the in the book rather than rather than just like a shaves her head in the film doesn't she, she that is alan moore alan moore yeah it is alan moore yeah Again, completely disowned the film. Has nothing to do with it. <laughs> really? Stephen yeah, Fry's he, in there as well. <laughs> he's um, Alan Moore's never endorsed any film adaption of any of of his books ever. Why? Why do you let? How do they Re- refuse get royalties the, from them as well? How do they get the green light then? Uh, it's owned by like DC or whatever publisher. Uh, you know what they mean? did a Marvel on them, did they? Yeah, it's the thing when you publish your comic books and stuff. They kind of you got fucked in the early days. Him and a guy called David Lloyd. Um, 
they did all the, like the colouring and stuff for FIFA Vendetta. It's loads online. If you just Google it, it's loads. Of Apparently, it. they used to when they deliver paychecks, they used to have like a disclaimer, kind of a staple to the paycheck that like you had to sign, so any like intellectual property remained uh, within Marvel. That's that's commonplace. I think that is really it's crazy for, for for a company. No, you, like, so you had to sign that yeah. to get paid. That's right, isn't it? That rings yeah. a massive bell. That does. Yeah. yeah. So you come up it's with this like amazing idea that earns Marvel millions and millions, and you don't even get to keep it if you want to fuck off to like Vertigo or, or Dark. Absolutely, gay. There's an amazing scene about very about in the, in the wire. There's a really amazing scene of these little these little kids sitting on a street corner, and one of them's eating chicken nuggets from McDonald's, and he's talking about how fucking amazing these chicken nuggets are. And like the guy who invented chicken nuggets must be like the richest motherfucker in the world. And this other guy just goes off on him about like, nah, that idiot's probably stuck in a basement, still cooking up new ideas from McDonald's. And I'm not doing it any justice, but it's really like um, quite poetic about all this type of thing. Like, you know, there's always a the little man that comes up with these ideas and corporations that like take the credit for it and so on. And that's basically what happened to Alan Morton, I'm sure. Countless other comic book yeah. creators, writers, whatever, you know. Well, uh, Stan Stan Lee worked for DC before he worked for Marvel, didn't he? Didn't he? Ah, I so think Stan Lee is Marvel's boss. Yeah, is he like the guy who started it? Is that right? Or is he? Uh, I don't. He know. he was the the, um, sure the face the face. He was of like it, one of the main DC. guys. Like he he was one of the, one of the main creators of you know many superheroes. Yeah, I'm not sure if he started. He might have. I'm not too sure on the history of of that. And no, I, I have literally no clue. That's, yeah. that's why, why why I asked. Yeah, sorry. I got completely yeah. wrong information. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the, the, 18, eighteen films, though. I think that's. I can't think of many. I'll, I'll um I'll list all the ones. So, so I did go through the list that IMDb gave me, but I did take out some. But here's the ones that I thought were su- of the superhero genre in that R rating. So you got RoboCop, um, Punisher, Darkman, Punisher. The Crow, Judge Dredd, Spawn, Blade, Constantine, Watchmen, Sin City. Logan, oh. Kick-Ass, Super, Defender. I've never heard of Defender, but it's got Woody Harrelson in it, and I am going to give it a watch. Um, so, but yeah, it looks interesting. And then obviously Deadpool as well. And they, they are the ones... That they did have things in there like Viva Vendetta and The Matrix as well. And I, I, I didn't really... don't really consider The Matrix to be a um, part of that superhero genre myself. I think it's more science fiction. He's the fucking even, chosen one. He saves could, the world. Uh, yeah, but like you, you could you could argue that all superhero films are science fiction, I guess. But it's I don't know. It's, it's like when you pigeonhole in music genre, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know where they go in. Uh, that's yeah. Since he was an obvious one, can't believe we missed that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that that falls on superhero as well, mind. Is he? Would you consider him a superhero? Yeah. Oh no. The the fucking main guy in Sin City. I can't. I like I've watched years and years ago. Now we're talking. It's a while since I watched that. It's a weird one. There's loads of like strange people in it. In it yeah. Maybe it's Tarantino in it. You know. It's um, who's the writer? It was Frank Miller in it? The writer, Frank Miller. Yeah. That. And Robocop. And uh, yeah, cool. Awesome. I totally forgot about Logan as well, mind. I was cracking. Yeah, that was good, and I, I think <laughs> the the one thing that a lot of people didn't like about Logan was the Patrick Stewart swore in it. Yeah. <laughs> Because he was Professor X, God but they had the R rating, and they were like, "Oh, just because he was R rated, that doesn't mean he could swear." It's just like, well, he's losing his mind. It's yeah, like, does, he do, does he do that American Dad though? Anyway, no, I don't think it, it wasn't. It wasn't that he was Patrick Stewart swearing; it was that he was Charles Xavier swearing. Oh, I got you. Okay, you know, the character. But, 
yeah, yeah. It was like Charles Xavier wouldn't say that. It's like, well, yeah. I thought because... he was referring to the actor himself, sort of. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know. Uh, yeah. He's a thespian actor. Doesn't he swear he says in all sorts? Probably. He what, says, he says, what about, he says what about his rant in Ted? Uh, Rich, that's quite funny. And remember the rant he has in, in Ted? <laughs> Is that the one with the Apache helicopter? Yeah, that one, one, yeah. yeah. I like that, yeah. I think it's the introduction to it, possibly. You know? um, I think it is. I think that's a very introduction to it. Seems to Is Ted a superhero film? He seems, uh, uh, no. Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, Alright. Um... So I got a little bit that I've written out um, for this because I kind of explained it already, but I'll I'll read it out there anyway just so it ties everything in for what to expect on this cast. So um, the theme of this cast, even though we're looking at R-rated films and one or two TV shows, is is how different consequences are in R-rated films and how they should be more highly regarded than people give them credit for. As a superhero genre as a whole, I avidly watch every Marvel and DC film that comes out. Uh, if there's a new TV show based on a Dark Horse comic I've never heard of, I'll check it out. I'm just a sucker for this particular genre of film and TV. However... I saw you coming, Sean. Yeah, they did, but... <laughs> there's one thing that annoys me uh, more often than not is that these films and TV shows is that the heroes never really deal with consequences. Um, there are exceptions. Um, like, you can look at Avengers Endgame, for example, um, and spoilers ahead, if you haven't seen Endgame, it's been out for fucking years now, so it doesn't matter, uh, where, you know, Downey Jr. or Tony Stark sacrifices himself to save the world, um, and, you know, he doesn't get to see his daughter grow up and all this stuff, and he is gone. That's him. That's his character, just dead. You know, same with uh, Scarlet Witch as well. Uh, Scarlet Witch? Um, Black Widow. Oh, Scarlet Witch. Black Widow. Um, <laughs> where she sacrifices herself to get the, uh, the Soul Stone to to save the world essentially but that was different for marvel you know because they never did that really in the build-up every character that sort of died up to that point were villains mainly and, and what about uncle ben themselves so hang on now. <laughs> hang on now right so backstories <laughs> <laughs> tragic backstories are like a staple of superhero uh. films parents die thingies die that's fine they got like to deal with that but it's not consequences, <laughs> you know. It's like Miami Ink, isn't it? Why are you getting this tattoo? My pitbull died. Oh, me. This was a different beat for Marvel, um, as they'd never done anything like that. Casualties were mainly villains. Um, but this was a huge one because it was Downey Jr. and it was a massive deal, you know, and he arguably should have at least been nominated for an Oscar for his performance for well, portraying that role for so many years. But the Oscars are corrupt as fuck. Um, I think it's safe to say in every comic franchise, heroes die and come back from the dead more often than not. Um, and although that initial issue is where Batman dies, uh, would sell a ton of comics, DC aren't going to sell, uh, send the Golden Goose to the grave forever. Um, films and TV shows, however, can't really do this. Uh, not so much as they can't, but as in should. Uh, in some cases, the stakes are high, but the plot armor just totally outweighs it. Uh, countless times in, in modern-day superhero animations where heroes should die or be wounded to a degree they can't keep doing it, but no. Um, a prime example of this, um, I watched the Wonder Woman animated film Bloodlines, and spoilers ahead, in the final fight against Medusa, she blinded herself to stop herself getting turned into stone. She was blind, and in true comic book fashion, Silver Swan, redeeming herself, helped her fight off Medusa and save Themyscira. 
And given DC's animation record, I thought this might be a different arc. You know, Wonder Woman goes on, she's blind, and she gets a protege or whatever. But no, they magically get uh, get healed at the end and no vision returns, you know? And uh, that was that. So yeah, on to our subject at hand. And the first part of this probably just throws everything out the window that I've just said, because it's about <laughs> Deadpool. And uh, he completely shits all over that narrative. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're just going to go to Deadpool straight away. Um, so... You guys have all seen Deadpool, yeah? Nope. No, yeah. you haven't seen Deadpool. Uh, only, only the, only the first just, one. Only the first. That's fine. That's fine. Um, we'll mainly be talking about the first one anyway. Touch on the bit in the second one. Well, it's not so much film-wise as in character-wise, I guess. It's, um, so for those who don't know who Deadpool is, um, I'd be surprised if you don't at this point, uh, given how popular he is these days. So he debuted for Marvel Comics in New Mutants 98 in February of 1991. Um, he was originally depicted as a supervillain, um, and he was a parody of DC Comics' Deathstroke, um, because Rob Liefeld just really liked the character Deathstroke and wanted his own version of it. Um, and you've got Deadpool's na- real name is Wade Wilson, Deathstroke's real name is Slade, Slade. Wilson. Um, so yeah, it was a parody, but it wasn't... He wasn't like a comic relief character. Deadpool's a much, very much so a comic relief character. I say comic relief, he's... A main character but always the comic relief main character that sort of thing you know mm. um, i thought that he was like an amalgamation of um, you're gonna go into this you know go on go on carry on, carry on i thought he was like an amalgamation of uh uh wilson and spider-man spider-man was personality wise yeah so spider-man was one of uh rob liefeld like his favorite characters as well um and at the time uh rob liefeld uh, like ev- basically every comic at that time was competing with Wolverine and Spider-Man. So he wanted, he said, any opportunity I get to tie my comic with one of them, I will absolutely do it. So eventually, like he had that sort of personality of, of Spider-Man. He wasn't always like that. Like when he first started, he was just a killer. That, that was it. You know, he was a killer. Um, but yeah, when they introduced him into the Wolverine universe then, he... Uh, you know, he, he's part of the Web and X program. He was given the same or similar healing regenerative abilities as Wolverine. Um, and that basically brought him into that universe. So that's what all what Rob Liefeld wanted was, was that example. Um, since I've touched on it already, his, his powers are he basically cannot die. And this is why I said that he kind of shits all over my my sort of point of this podcast is consequences of actions because you know if he gets his arm cut off he can just put it back on it's just you know or grow a new one or whatever there's there's an there's a uh, a comic book called x-force a couple of years ago and he got blown to smithereens quite literally like splattered everywhere and it was either phantom x or wolverine picked up all the bits they could find of him chucked him in a bag and threw him in a corner for him to regenerate and he did <laughs> Just, just because his cells are like hyper healing. I don't um, know if there's uh, there's truth to this as well, but I did read that. But in, in the movie, anyway, he's got cancer of me, and that's why he, he does, undergoes yeah. the. Uh, yeah. But I've read that he's like always being like the comic relief because he's constantly, like, essentially dying, constantly dying, and his body is constantly yeah. bringing him back to life because you know the cancer's killed him off, and he's regenerated, and so he's like in a constant state of pain, and he's just like. Using comic relief to like, uh, yeah. Fight so, it. I think they say that his pain receptors are just so fucking mashed that I don't think he feels it anymore. 
but he, his cancer cells and his normal cells are constantly regenerating and they can't be killed either cell can't be killed so he's always got cancer and he's always healthy and they just mash together and and that's what that is and that's why he has such a grotesque appearance because it enhanced the cancer cells were enhanced to such a degree that it just gave him like this sort of burnt face and burnt body and that's what it looked like anyway um so yeah he's got a very unorthodox style of fighting uh just because uh you know his he doesn't mind, give a fuck does he? <laughs> no his mind his mind is completely mashed as well because you know it's, everything's constantly regenerating you know his healthy cells have to keep up with his cancer cells so he doesn't forget things but like his brain is just constantly going at different paces like the, there's, a, there's a villain called Taskmaster who mimics people. That's his, that's his superpower. He can read people and he can match them in a fight. The one person he hates fighting is Deadpool because he can't predict him. He's completely unpredictable. So he's scared of Deadpool, naturally, because Deadpool could fucking kill him like, um, and, and things like that. So, yeah, in, in the Deadpool film, um, it's a very good film. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is the lead uh, I guess the the consequences and the, the the stakes are you know it's the love interest which is obviously a classic uh, a classic comic book trope uh, where he's got to save uh, Vanessa from Ajax in the end where they're hanging on a helicarrier and if you do see the end of Deadpool like I said this throws my consequences of actions completely out the window because the ending is so unrealistic you you, you wouldn't believe it um, where he puts her in a in a pod, throws her off the helicarrier. While this this is like just like a sort of hard plastic pod thing, and it smashes to the ground, <laughs> and he pulls her out, and she's all right, you know. Um, but Deadpool does kill Ajax, you know, where Colossus is saying, uh, you know, you've got to change your ways, where you can't just kill everyone you meet or whatever. And in the middle of him giving this massive monologue, Deadpool just cuts his head off just like i don't give a fuck i'm cutting his head off he tried to kill my missus like you know and you wouldn't get that in a pg thing or you wouldn't get that in a cartoon understandably so um but on that particular topic and this is this is kind of going on a bit of a tangent and i know that we discussed this in our group chat before now so in our rated films that's considered graphic or whatever right cutting someone's head off but you know in in the basis of a comic book you think that's what would happen in real life if, if someone, you know, someone had those powers and he just tried to wrong him he would just kill him that's probably what would happen in real life so why is yeah. it that, that that sort of violence is given an R rating when you get you know uh, and, and you see violence like that not to that extent maybe but like proper bloody dapping like Avengers and things like that you know where they're near death but they don't quite die and that's given a, a PG rating. But then you've got sex scenes constantly given R ratings. Or if like there's one thing off about that particular bit of nudity in a film, it's immediately upgraded to this stupid standard. Like so seeing Frank Sherlock Holmes. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. So it's just like, why is I? I don't understand why nudity is worse is seen as being worse than graphic violence in films and tv shows that's the uk feel or in general a lot of the time i think it's it's a lot of in questions that are intrinsic to society and culture as a whole there rich might be a bit of a yeah but you, yeah, you yeah, say that's, that's that 
you say that, but it's kind of the inverse to reality. I mean, how many times have we been in Amsterdam and we've seen, what, a primary school kids walking through the middle of the red light district? Like, you know... It, but young, it's just, <laughs> young customers. No, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's like 10-year-old kids, like, you know, on school trips and all that, walking through the red light district yeah. with the teachers. And, like, I, I don't know... It, I reckon a lot of these people that are like rating these uh, these these movies and stuff, which I imagine are focus groups. I imagine that that give the ratings. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are probably Karens. Let's be yeah, honest. I knew you were going to say right, that word. Right. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> I think another thing for a lot of people, violence is fantasy, like that kind it's of violence, f- whereas sex is only or nudity is very real, isn't it? It's very. This, and this bl- around everybody all the time. You just take your fucking, and, you know, clothes off. And and this blows my mind because um, you got things like the army and everything, and what they do in service to their country is glorified, and they go to other countries and blow people up. Yeah, More yeah, or less. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a tricky one, that yeah. isn't it? I, I got agreed there. And I, you, don't, I'm, you don't think what you mentioned has anything? You know, like on that South Park episode when they they got to kind of appease to China. Yeah. You don't think it's got anything to do with that, do you? Like is that, the, is that the, the one with Winnie Pooh's in prison? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he kills Winnie the Pooh with a cheese cheese slicer. <laughs> but you don't think it's got anything to do with with the with the peas in the the Chinese government? Do you reckon? Because all of these, like so. Marvel and all that, they're all. Um, in fact, I think it was. Uh, it may have been Doctor Strange, that they've recorded extra scenes to show Chinese doctors saving patients, or it might have been Avengers. I'm surprised that they actually let Doctor Strange uh, air in China because it depicts time travel, doesn't it? Any skeletons in there? <laughs> Possibly <laughs> some. <laughs> I'm yeah. thinking, like, surely China, if they wanted, they would just change the film or edit it in their own way. I don't think. Or just which cut do- the nudity out. Which does know? happen. Oh, yeah. speaking, of, speaking of that mad tangent, do you see the John Cena thing as well? This, uh, oh, this yeah. past this Oh, the ta- Taiwan. The Taiwan thing. Oh, God. Fast Nine is bombed in China now as well. <laughs> mental. Oh, yeah, he Absolutely didn't know mental. it was a country or, or vice versa or something. Oh, he, he knows it's a country, but he also <laughs> he also knows that his film will bomb because of what he just said. So. Money. Yeah. Yeah. People need the Chinese market, like, you know, to, will, to be successful. I will yeah. publicly deny that an entire country exists to sell my <laughs> product in a yeah. foreign market. I mean... I mean, he worked for, like, one of the biggest evil corporations ever in the world for donkey's years in WWE. So, I mean, he's <laughs> fucking used to it, isn't he? <laughs> it's rough, man. I think Taiwan what is, you were saying about... Taiwan um, is a country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is a country. Like, yeah. What you were saying about so was, um, Colossus and uh, Deadpool, though, with him, yeah. like, cutting off the head, and essentially x-men all that, they're all like virtue signalers and you know and then yeah. you've got like like you said like in real life then someone with deadpool's power would like can yeah. you imagine i i don't know if this will translate but can you imagine someone from the gurness with deadpool's power <laughs> you know slamming like you know white lightning down and they just sit there and, and just what's like, that film with will now, smith in it hancock is yeah, it hancock, drunk? yeah yeah now um the drunkard to uh to give you some uh facts on that if they were down in white lightning they actually wouldn't feel anything but because oh, uh, get drunk the super healing factor can't, can't doesn't let him get drunk but do, do, not, do. Even buck not even buck fast you could down tons of the stuff and you wouldn't get oh, yeah. bleach oh yeah this it's is, the same as the flash you know 
Yeah, this is the same for a ton of superheroes. Like Captain America is the same. I think Superman as well. Anyone, any one of them that's got like this stupid healing factor, uh, which I think a lot of the super-powered ones do. Or pretty much every, all of them do, I think. They want them. When I think about it. They've all got some sort of... Not, maybe not a, what's his maybe name? Not what's, the, what's the fucker in... Uh, but, what about uh, Homelander? Yeah, Homelander? I was just going to say, good transition to the boys, Bear. Does Homelander get drunk <laughs> at all? Have you seen? Because he loses it a few times, doesn't he? Like, uh, nah, he doesn't get drunk. He does He does wank off a building, but that's about it, isn't it? So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, yeah, of course. I mean, he wanked off of the building. <laughs> I was like, what? Maybe he wanked off the top of a building, I should say. Yeah, uh, we will get on to the boys. Uh, the boys is actually the next thing I'm going to jump on to. But um, oh, yeah, yeah I, I thought I thought I'd just bring up that little sort of uh, sidetrack thing with uh, with the whole violence versus sex or nudity in films, just because it annoys me a bit. The violence is glorified in such a way, and then someone's naked body is just you know, yeah, it's mad, villainized. It? It's, it's 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 just. Oh, but I don't understand why. Like why? So what's the difference from, uh, like what's gonna scar a kid more? Seeing a fanny at three years old or seeing someone get his head blown off at three years old? Well, they shouldn't be watching Deadpool when they're three years old. Well, no, regardless. but this is this, this is this is this is the point though. It's like you know, I remember when I was a kid. I'm not saying when I was three, but like when I was young, I'd be watching films that were far too old for me. Same, yeah. Yeah. Same you know. yeah. I think it depends on context as well. And a lot of nudity is, I'm not gonna say exploitative. But unnecessary to the scene most of the time. You know what I mean? Look at the you know the new bits in Game of Thrones. Perfect example. Yeah. They didn't need to be there at any point. You know what I mean? Like Oberyn Martell's orgies. You know, I open know, a scene. They furthered they furthered the story, son. <sighs> yeah, but you could have had in there lying there with like six women and men around him, all just lying there having a Game of Thrones version of a fag. Um, you know. <laughs> they didn't need to start the scene like like eight people bumming each other, did they? You know what I mean? And then having someone walking in going, "Excuse me," now they start the scene. It's it's yeah. So it's not. I suppose it is almost borderline exploitative, but like it, it's not necessary in a lot of cases. So like there is could there just be implied. Like, yeah, there's films with nudity in it that aren't like R rated or whatever, but they tend to be like not artsy films, but just like. You know, I don't know. I can't think of an example now off the top of my head. Wasn't it Psycho? Psycho, the movie Psycho. There was um, no actual violence. It was just implied violence. That's a very good example. I saw fucking. I'll get you, you bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. It isn't, but you know what I mean. Don't you? <laughs> nice. Yeah, another one like that. Um, that's good. Is um, um tricky subject Roman Polanski um, with um, Repulsion one of his first films Repulsion with um, Catherine Deneuve yeah you know, no fuck you say your name but that's all like just tension and there's no actual like full frontal like you know what, what was Polanski done he was done for something wasn't he, uh, he was, he's an uh, exile he's an exile for uh, well he, I think it was someone underage I think Polanski a teenage girl or something. So he's in he's in the Weinstein Spacey Club, is he? Uh, yeah, but like with kids, not uh, kids, but like teenagers. Um, okay. Thing is, he's like still a heavily critically acclaimed filmmaker, but you know he's he's just yeah, like someone's got to what they do. They got to what they do, and I suppose. Yeah. 
he fled, of, uh, the, he fled the U.S. in 1977, awaiting sentencing for unlawful intercourse with a minor. Oof, okay. That's rough. That's rough. There's our way Thatcher shut down the mines. <laughs> Don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there we go. There we go. Jesus. Yeah, but are you still making films? You made, you did an officer and a spy in um, 2019, so he's still making films. I think it was in Switzerland. He's married to Sharon Tate before she was murdered by um, the Manson family. Yeah, it's, it's as referenced in uh, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I still haven't seen that. I want to see that film. Good film. Very good film. Heavily recommend. What's next, Rich? killed anyone. Um, yeah, just... Uh, so, uh, sorry, on the... on the go on, go, I'll have to bring it back to Deadpool, Jesus. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so... Deadpool, he did make his first appearance uh, on screen in 2009's Wolverine Origins. Someone else played him, didn't they? No, no, no. no, no. Who who made that film, Rich? Yes, this is is what I was going to bring up, actually. So, uh, uh, (laughs) D and D uh, from uh, Game of Thrones. Uh, What are their names? David? I mean, Benioff and D.B. Weiss. People kept saying that they hate D and D, and I was like, "What did? Yeah, have you ever even played it? (laughs) (laughs) Give it a chance." Like, it took me ages to fucking click. Like, anyway, yeah, sorry. Yeah, um, so they were the they they wrote the script for Deadpool, right? Uh, Not Deadpool for Wolverine Origins. I think so. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, I think their adaption. Origins. So, like, for people who said that they had full confidence in Game of Thrones being uh, good. Oh, it was just one of them, uh, Benioff. So he was the bright spark that decided to sew Deadpool's mouth shut in Wolverine Origins, which is probably the worst thing you could do with Deadpool because his biggest tool is his mouth. Um, and he just shit talks everyone. Ryan Reynolds did play him in that film. I'm sure a few people who've li- who are listening to this cast have seen this film. Um, it was out in 2009. And they re- he reprised the role in 2016 when they released the first Deadpool film. And they done it just this, you know. Tim Miller directed it, and it was just a really good. Um, did they did they like um, retcon the the mouth stitches at all? Oh, it was the same actor. yeah, 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 they did. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Um, so at the end of uh, the second, it was the second Deadpool film, where because in the second Deadpool film they introduced us to a character called Cable, which in Deadpool's comic history is quite a big character because they have a comic run together. Cable and Deadpool, and uh, they go through fix. And Cable's from the future, and his future is shit, basically. So I'm from the future. Is so he Cyclops' yeah. kid? Is he? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is, is Cable um, in other things? Because that name rings a bell. He's Cable. he's very much prominent in the X Men universe. You've First Cable he, was in, he, he was in. Um, he was in the X Men cartoon when we were younger. So you probably oh, right. would have, you probably would have seen go. that. He's got a big gun, and it. he's got like a, a, a has he got a visor, like an eye visor? You uh, probably one, see yeah, one, yeah, one eye classic eye. futuristic yeah. looking dude, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Um, but he comes back in time because he's got a, um, I think in the second film he's got to kill Deadpool originally, but then he doesn't. But because he's got a time machine, by the end of the film, him and Deadpool have like made amends, and he steals the time, the little time portal thing that he has. And he goes back and he basically shoots Ryan Reynolds in the head uh, before he accepts the role of Green Lantern in the, in, uh, the DC comic because that film is fucking dreadful. And he goes back and he kills um, Deadpool from Wolverine Origins in front of uh, Wolverine 
obviously it's all like green screen done and stuff like that um so it's really it's it's very much a deadpool thing to do because deadpool loves to break the fourth wall. fourth wall um he's always loony and he'll like it's like in the first deadpool film when he's getting dragged off and they say we're taking you to the uh to the mansion to you know xavier's mansion make the x-men things and he's like which one stewart or mcavoy you know alluding <laughs> to the two two actors that played them so, um but yeah deadpool Christ. deadpool is very much like i said at the beginning of this um he does shit all over my narrative of consequences of actions because apart i think the only sort of kick his arm i guess would be his girlfriend i think that's probably the only thing but that's like saying mary jane is to peter parker lois lane is to superman um and Ooh, just, tell you uh, what no you mention it doesn't hey. uh maybe a possible spoiler but doesn't in the spider-man comics don't peter parker break her back he does in um t- uh andrew garfield's Sp- amazing spider-man too. she becomes does uh it? what does she become yeah. oracle eh? No. no, you were thinking of bat. You you were thinking bat. of Batgirl. You think of the Batgirl. Bat yeah, sorry. Yeah, so yeah, the Joker. The Joker shoots uh, Barbara through the stomach and severs her spine, and she can no longer walk. Um, I think that is that the Killing Joke. Yeah, they're coming to get Killing Joke. Yeah, isn't that Alan Moore? Um, uh, I think it was. Yeah. So I'm going to make Batman as depressing as possible. <laughs> <laughs> it was Alan Moore. Yeah. yeah. I don't um, know, man. So, there's a lot more depressing Batman comics than The Killing Joke. I've oh never read God. any of them. I've never read any of them. I'll just put that out there. I'm just going on what I hear. Um, yeah, in, in The Amazing Spider-Man 2, uh, just going back on what you said, Tom, he tries to save her by catching her with his webbing before she hits the ground. But he, the webbing basically hits her in the centre of her stomach. So when he pulls up, it's such force it pulls she, like, her up, it just snaps. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I was quite surprised they showed that in the Amazing Spider-Man 2 and I really enjoyed Andrew Garfield's portrayal of, uh, of Spider-Man myself a lot of people didn't like his Peter Parker thought he was too cool to be Peter Parker <laughs> but, uh, but uh, Tom Holland is like the sort of perfect blend of both I find he's like, does where's my job. spaghetti John? didn't like Mondays either but didn't, you, didn't you only um, play the role once though? Twice. This is the last straw, Garfield. Twice. It was Amazing Spider-Man one and two. They were going to make a third. I don't know right. what happened. Though. I think he had like a uh, disagreement with Sony, and then that was that. Who eat all the free cheese pizzas? <laughs> <laughs> There's only so many times you can watch Uncle Ben die, though. I'm so glad Tom Holland's uh, Spider-Man doesn't go yeah. over that again. Oh yeah. my god, so it's... fucking boring. Yeah, and and that was the that was one thing that Marvel said that they didn't want to put people through that again because everyone knows his backstory. Oh, you know, yeah. it's it's pretty commonplace these days. So Garfield, yeah, where did all the hamburger helper go? <laughs> <laughs> I eat, John. It's what I do. <laughs> Seems as we're on a Spider-Man at the moment, though. I'm trying to keep on here. I'm trying. Uh, into I'm the, the Spideyverse. How fucking good is Into the Spideyverse? Oh, it's cracking. I love that. Fucking film. amazing movie. like. And um, not only that was really good, but uh, there's a one of those animated Spider-Man shows that are on like Cart- the Disney or fucking something like that. Oh, is it? Which one? Spectacular Spider-Man. Right? I think so. They do their own version of Into the Spideyverse as well. 
they can didn't they cancel a spectacular spider or was because they done um, a spider verse in the original uh, spider not the original the ninety Spider Man cartoon. What's the one where there's like a medieval Spider Man and shit like? I think that's Spectacular Spider-Man. Spectacular Spider-Man only lasted one or two seasons, though. And they cancelled oh, it. I mean, but they do, that one. They've got another one called Ultimate Spider-Man out now. That, is, that was it. That was it. It's the yeah. one. I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, know. I don't quote I me. watched it in a while. I haven't kept up with any of that stuff, so... But, um, yeah... Any uh, into the Spideyverse shit's awesome. I love that. Yeah, the, the, in the 90s cartoon, like the 90s ca- X-Men and, and Spider-Man cartoons is how I learned a lot about Marvel, I guess. Was those, I thought you got to say quantum shows. physics, Sanson. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, that's, that's why I'm a quantum professor now. So, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, good shows, good shows. Um, yeah, I'll move off Deadpool. I think everyone knows knows Deadpool enough. I've... Probably I probably haven't given that him justice enough in that uh, in that write up, but give him yeah, a league give, of justice. Huh? Give uh, give, uh, give uh, Deadpool one and two a watch if you like uh, if you like superhero genre if you like bloody films and you're up for a laugh basically. It's, uh, it's a good good watch, but yeah, the next uh, chapter in this uh, episode is going to be on the boys. <laughs> Fucking boys. diabolical! Boys. Fucking diabolical! <laughs> Boys, boys, boys. Oh, boys. Oh, boys. Ah, come on, boys. Fucking ah, boys. boys. On the uh, on the subject of the boys, before we start, Amazon um, recently did like um, an ad ad campaign um, about like being stuck in lockdown, and and now the sun's come out, um, and there's a picture of um, it's a still of Boot Butcher, and it goes, "There he is, the invisible cant is written underneath." In regards to, at least, like he's looking at the sun, and the, he's not talking about the sun. Obviously, it's a scene from The Boys, but they've used it as like a meme to talk about the sun coming out in Britain, and it's just like right. such a really oddly graphic kind of. I know yeah. The Boys is like Amazon property now, but let's like there's lots of people going on comments now, like, what is this? <laughs> it's, obviously, the, the, um, the U and the T, the, sorry, the U and the N in, in Kant is, is censored, but the rest of the sentence is there. And it's just butcher like look his face. It's it's that scene with the subtitles on it. I'm just like, what a random thing to Was it an attempt of like Amazon to, to be like, I have like, like a Wendy's PR stunt or something? Was it like that, do you think? It was a, a bit Instagram of banter, like for Amazon Prime. Yeah, a bit of banter about the sun coming out, yeah. There he is, the invisible cunt. It's just like fucking the, oh, the boys class. Like. <laughs> anyway, sorry. So what have boys, we got on the boys, boys then, Rich? What have we, what have we got on the boys? If you uh, if you enlighten us, what we've got on the bo- on the boys? What have we got on the boys? <laughs> what have we got on the boys? So, uh, for those who don't know, the boys is a TV show based off the graphic novel of the same name, um, and it was originally published in two thousand six. Um, it depicts a world where superheroes are owned by a company called Vought and licenses those superheroes across America for a profit. Um, basically selling them to different towns and cities to protect them from whatever uh, evil villains pop up uh, in those places. But it's entirely corrupt. And for me, The Boys is probably the best example of what um, like superheroes would be in real life. Oh, absolutely. By, They'd be property through and through. They are not oh, humans. Yeah. They are property like, of Disney, the company. Disney would own the fuck out of them. Yes. Disney, 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 Disney would be bought. Definitely. 100% Disney would be bought. The same um, beats are hit in, in, in Watchmen a few times as well. Like um, Both the comedian and Dr. Manhattan in Watchmen work as agents for the US government in the Vietnam War, stuff like that. So 
Oh, yeah, there's parallels yeah. to that, isn't there? I mean, they're trying to get into the military in The Boys. And yeah, yeah, I didn't Yeah, yeah they, tr- they, that's it. they want to militarise it, don't they, in The Boys, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Yeah, they're making... Um, well, well, just to explain everything, they've got this compound called Compound V, which they give the babies and that gives yeah. them the, the superheroes. So they own them, essentially, from birth. So yeah. what they are doing to kind of give the incentive to militarise them is going over to places like, uh, I don't know, Iraq, for example, and dosing up people over there with this compound. They'll give them super, you know, superhuman powers, and then they're killing them yeah. on camera. They, they're like... Uh, they create their own terrorists, essentially. Yeah, as well. yeah. You know, um, with compound The Battle Royale situations, you said? Not no. really, no. <laughs> no. Get me caught? No. <laughs> Not really. Um, okay, I'll get me caught. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> they, <laughs> they, um, so so it is, it is both a parody as well, um, like they do parodies of a lot of different comic book characters from mainly from DC. I find it's mostly DC that they parody, parody these comics. I would say it's like the Seven is basically the Justice League. Yeah, absolutely, you, definitely. You know? Yeah, um, yeah you've got Maeve, less, yeah. who is Wonder Woman, Homelander, who's Superman, Aquaman. Black Noir's uh, Batman. Uh, the Deep is Aquaman. Uh, Homelander you know, is a terrible name. Homelander. Homeland is horrendous. It suits him, I reckon. It's awful. I reckon it suits him for what he is, I reckon. Yeah. It is a yeah. shit name, but it does, and does fit. And obviously it goes with Homeland Security, doesn't it? You know, for, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Where they got the name from. Um, no, since you brought up Homelander, Homelander is like, he is the leader of the Seven, and he is a massive cunt basically he is to, to in the words of billy butcher I, I, I would quote he is a massive cunt but um, i wouldn't say he's the biggest cunt of them all in the seven i don't know i don't know if i go for that he is he's like egotistical uh, and all he wants is to be relevant like but you know that he goes to extremes to do that but the way he's been raised and you can see why he's yeah. so narcissistic well, to, you can to, see to, why to, he's to quote the judas cradle he was born a cunt <laughs> yeah, well, he, he's born a kid. Like you know, he's he's turned into a cunt through. He's born a kid. He was born a kid. He's, yeah, he's born a kid. Believe it or not, like once once upon a time he was a baby, and then then he weren't. Had you been born a kid? I'm gonna <laughs> I, I'm gonna use that quote as promotion for this episode, Tom. Isn't it? Isn't it? He was born a kid. Tom isn't there fucking that one line in Matilda where uh, Danny DeVito's like, "Oh, I fucking hate kids. Glad I never was one." So That's Trunchbull, isn't it? Did Trunchbull say that? Not Danny DeVito? Mrs. Trunchbull? Was it Doritos? Was it Doritos? Doritos? Doritos. Might, be, might have been David Doritos, yeah. I'm not sure. Can I have your egg with this train time, we say? Great, say, didn't he? That's what Matilda says. Says in our film, didn't he? Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, going, going back to Homelander. Homelander is, he's basically the equivalent of Superman. In his in the way that his powers are, he's got laser vision. He's indestructible. Uh, he can fly, um, and he's you know blonde hair, blue eyes. He is like the American dream, basically. That's, that's essentially what he looks like. Is is, is that loves his tit milk, know. doesn't he? Oh yeah, absolutely oh, loves well, his tit yeah. milk. But he's uh, that, that, and that that plays into what Tom was saying, you know, about how he was written. Like he never had a mother or anything yeah. like that. Yeah, well, he saw Vought. I, I always thought that he saw Vought and the company as 
his parents like you know yeah. they were like looking after him and obviously there was a bit of the Oedipus complex going on where he was like yeah. sucking on the milk and all that yeah. and, let me get uh, this right now like, like like a bitchy type of thing he's doing is he in there yeah yeah, yeah. I didn't know that I wasn't aware of that I haven't seen sorry, that sorry possible spoiler it's not, <laughs> it's not a major uh, plot yeah, point yeah. but I, I do apologise I know, I know you have made a start. How, how far did you get into the boys' guard? One episode. Please. One, is it? One episode, yeah. Okay. Spoilers ahead <laughs> yeah. then, but... but well, it is fine, though. I don't mind talking yeah. about it at all. Yeah. I, um, it, it'll, it'll, if anything, it'll all make sense to me when I watch it, what we've spoke about. It's yeah. fine, no problem. You continue on with whatever you want to speak about. No, unless, unless you're worried about spoilers for our audience, then there's no problem, really. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna do apologise if anyone does get offended or spoilt. Uh, but anything it ruined Endgame uh, for me, so I, um, I now have to never watch any of those films. I have a reason oh, to do it now. Sure. And you were planning on doing that this weekend, didn't I, know, it? was, it? I know. Massive yeah. finish <laughs> session. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay clear of sort of season two's big reveals. I guess uh, season one's big game, I think, but season two. Yeah. So can I, can I just ask then? Um, uh, that, that, that's because the, the season two. Big end was quite recent, was it? So it's yeah. still quite fresh. It is. Yeah, I was yeah, going to do yeah, a bit on season know. two yeah. on some of the right. one of the characters, but I won't yeah. now. I'll I'll keep that no, for another time. No, you can keep like um the the car. I think that character that you're referring to. I'm guessing it's Stormfront you're referring to. I'm going to say. I thought she was done really well. I got to say, I did like. I've seen it all, Tom. Season two. I got a cat. Uh, yeah, I've, I've seen all season. I, I think. I think. I think you can like you know talk about. Stuff. Well, you say you say Homelander is the biggest cunt in in the seven. I think um, Stormfront is probably a bigger cunt than Homelander. They're on par, really, aren't they? He meets his match in Stormfront. Yeah, um, kind of. Yeah. But like, she knows how to be relevant. Or like, she was like twenty twenty one. You know. Yeah. In- incarnate, like you know, she was the influencer. Yeah. She was the the one that people thought was down to earth, but was. Uh, yeah. Uh, may, may, might have to bleep that one, son. I think that was spoilers. <laughs> I shall. I shall. Losing the name, really, to be honest. Kind uh, of sort of coming. Oh, fuck uh, me. No. It's the fucking Stormtroopers, yeah, nah, you know. Yeah. Stabbush Stormfront is a very. Uh, like, if it was a black metal band called Stormfront, my suspicions would be. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were very be, uh, my, ambiguous. My spidey about sense what, would be what, tingling. <laughs> They were very ambiguous about what her power actually was, though, and they all the way throughout. Like, you never truly knew what she could do. Like, no. she's just strong as fuck. I can't really remember. She was strong. Yeah, she could fly. She had, she could summon electricity. Yeah, and oh, there we go. She's kind she of got, like that, got one, that bird exactly. from um, Halle Berry, isn't it? What was her character? Storm. Storm. Storm? Is it Storm? Yeah. There we go. It is Storm. <laughs> right, original yeah. name. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it could very well be just based off Storm. You know. Just a a, a a a shit face version of Storm, basically. What I was kind of um, gutted about, I, I suppose, and I I didn't it as well. Was like uh, in the comics, obviously, uh, Simon Pegg is Huey. Like you know, his character is based on his the, the main the main yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, not even to the point where there's a foreword in the comics by Simon Pegg. Like, and they they oh, right. said, yeah, you come up to him and all yeah. that. It's proper based on it, but. I like that they kept him in the the TV show, but his character was kind of like a wet, Irre- you know, Irre- he was, irrelevant. He was, it didn't really yeah. need. Not yeah, needed. who his dad was. 
he's bad. Like he's just a bad character, and that kind of sucked. Like I thought they'd give Simon Pegg more of a, more of a relevance. What what ro- what role would you have given Simon Pegg? Homelander. <laughs> um. Popclaw. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say for spoilers, but Popclaw is one of my favourites for many for several reasons, which will become apparent as you watch the. Uh, is that, is watch that spoilers? This, yeah. Do, can we go into that? Ah, oh, Pop Popclaw season I, one, man. I think you can. I know, but Gareth yeah. hasn't seen it, and I don't want to ruin it for for Gareth for the Popclaw thing. She's writing them right up there, though, aren't she? <laughs> writing them right up there. Oh God! Back in a way to go. Simon Pegg, though, no, I, I don't know. I don't know who, I, what, who I'd give him as a character. I just, um, it, I would have liked to have seen him as Huey, but as he said, he's, he's just too old for it now. The accent doesn't do it for me. I don't know why. I, when, when I watch Simon Pegg, I can still hear his normal accent, even though he's put an American accent on. He could put the best American yeah. accent on he wants, but I'm still watching it in Simon Pegg's accent, if that makes sense. I know what Maybe you mean. I sound weird, like. No, I know exactly what you mean, but. Yeah, when I'm looking at him, when I'm looking at him and I'm seeing his mannerisms. Yes. The way he's talking, I'm still hearing his his normal voice, and I can't put the two together, and and it spoils it for me. And I'm I'm very sorry if Simon Pegg gets offended by that. <laughs> it's nothing to do with his accent. It's nothing to do with his accent. It's just the fact that I can just hear his voice even when he's not doing it. It's uh, that's how it is. That's how it goes. Son, you've just Those ruined our chances so of ever interviewing uh, Simon Pegg now, but I think we uh, break it too. We'll never interview yeah. Simon Pegg now. Well, yeah. I, I don't mean any offence. He does do very good oh, at accent. It's just I, um, I can still hear his voice. It's, it's the same. That. It's the same when he plays Scotty in Star Trek. I feel, I, I, I think it's, uh, it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He, he does yeah. do a Scottish accent, but I can still hear Simon Pegg. He yeah. does a Scottish accent better than the American one. I, sure. The Scottish yeah. one's good. Like, I've, I've, I've seen too, too many episodes of like spaced and stuff, and I know his kind of way of acting and I know his mannerisms and stuff, and I just kind of. Yeah. I'm still yearning Those it. Are so his mannerisms. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland <laughs> yeah. Brown over here, guy. Cleveland, <laughs> um, Peg cracking, though. Cracking fella. Cracking actor. Good stuff. Big fan of all his work, really. Peg, In the comics as well, you've got Frenchie. Uh, they changed him quite a bit. Quite a bit from the comics. Uh, Is Frenchie like the big butch kind of... No, that's that's mother's milk. Frenchie, that's the pink Frenchie's lady. Frenchie's the, the little, no, I mean, the I mean little French com- one. Oh, yeah, no, in, in, the comic in the comics, book. yeah, he's like a tall, skinny guy Frenchie. in like a trench coat, and he's always wearing this like av- What do you call them? Like um, they wear them in like aeroplanes with the goggles, and they got the hat. The, the old oh, uh, the flappy sort of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got. He's always got one of them on. And, like when he's about to kick off, because he like proper kicks off in the comics. He like he pulls the goggles down and then just like starts headbutting people and. <laughs> He's fucking class. Like, Good I did like him in the show still, though. But I, they toned him down, big style. Do you, Do you think though that like that wouldn't translate well to TV? No. Has it ever been suggested? I think it would. I think it would trans translate well. Like you know, that one character that just kicks the fuck off over nothing. Like you know, it, I think it was needed. They have him and Mother's Milk arguing a lot, which is pretty fun. And the Spice Girls. Like Girls. story is is all yeah. You'll have to watch the Spice Girls yeah. uh, story. Yeah, <laughs> it, it it's similar to Cassidy in um, Preacher, isn't it? Like they they totally changed Cassidy. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, but I, I love. Yeah. Um, is it Joe Gilgan that plays Cassidy? Yeah. yeah, it is Joe Gilgan. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. in the Misfits and uh, this That's is England. Right. This yeah. is England. Yeah, Misfits. that's the budget. But um, Gary only. Jerry only. I 
The original Misfits is it, Gar? Funny you should bring up uh, Preacher, mind, considering uh, Garth Ennis was, uh, was the, he was the writer of The Boys yeah. and uh, yeah. and Preacher and The Crossed as well. So if anyone's into like your super gory fucking graphic novels, look at The, the Crossed. It's called fucking disgusting. That's all I'm going to say. If you like the zombies and disgusting graphics, so yeah. Just Never seen anything movies. like it. It's a grim one. It's a grim one, isn't it? The Crossed. I've got them on my computer. I got them all downloaded. It gets a bit... It goes off on one a bit, like I don't think Garth Ennis did all of them. Oh no, they, no, they, no! They go off really. into like proper mad, like it's literally just porn, more or less, like dungeons and there's one on a farm. I think that's an earlier one actually. The oh, farm the one. farm and the family and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like what's going on there? That's the bit. Uh, essentially, you turn into a zombie like through like the contact of blood, but you're not like a zombie. You just crave violence and rape pretty much and um, yeah a lot of it is fucking rank like zombie aids <laughs> yeah. the coronavirus son. well there's this one where there's these group of them and they're all wanking into this bowl that's got like bullets in it and then they're loading these bullets full of cum <laughs> into a gun and shooting people with it to infect them what the fuck when i say it's fucked it is fucked like there's that's a guy just walking over the severed horse cock and he beats people to death with a horse cock as well <laughs> But yeah, we're going we're going off on one now. But Garth Garth Ennis, he, he goes to dark places like Jesus. Garth is dark places. <laughs> it exactly. really hurts. Oh. Um, bringing it back to the boys, I guess. Um, right. Yeah, so boys. there were characters that differed from the comic adaptation to the TV adaptation. I think in a way like they kind of had to to make like the tv show flow better probably this is what because like i haven't read like you've read more of it the, the comic than i have tom i so haven't read you, yeah so I you, read would, it you would be able to better judge that but like i think for a tv show you've got to have certain characters be that certain lead and then other characters you've got to define them as being uh secondary characters and not have the lead the things with the boys i can't allow that there's, there's there's a few characters that um, you, you you could argue are lead characters, like um, for example the girl, uh, the girl yeah Starlight she she's the girl. But, oh, do you mean oh do you mean uh, Kimiko? Well, both of them really. I mean Kimiko has got her own plot line. It might be a B plot line, but it's still a pretty strong, yeah, strong it's one. A pretty strong one. I was gonna, I was going to say the the one that people probably don't consider it, but he probably is is the deep. Yeah, yeah. He's like, you wouldn't, like, when you start watching it, you don't think that he's going to be anything relevant, really. And that's the point. And I think that's, like, a really cool thing about it is because he's not meant to be relevant, but he totally is. And he is a bell end, but it's a, it's, it's a spoof take on a redemption arc that goes tits up constantly for him. <laughs> It's and fucking great. It's one of it's it's probably the, one of the, the highlights of the boys is is the deep is the deep's redemption arc. It really is. It's just so really. Good so I hate. Ways. I don't like the deep at all. Yeah. Well, that's that's that's, that's, the, of... that's the point though. It's just like how he yeah. tries how he tries to redeem himself and what actually happens, what he says and what he means. Two completely different things. Yeah. And it's it, it's just a calamity of errors, but it's just so funny. I said, um, like, is he sorry about what he's done, or is he just saying that because he got he caught got and outdid? You know, it's, exactly. it's that that whole kind of uh, yeah. 
Me Too movement kind of spitball like. And yes, yeah, exactly. And and the fact that he like fucks dolphins and everything and there's all that, that stuff. That is <laughs> that that's just you know it's like what the fuck is going on? But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I won't say any more about uh, dolphins because there is a pretty good bit in season one of Yuga that you'll uh, you'll like. I think you'll like. Actually, I don't know if you will like. <laughs> likes, chat, likes chatting with lobsters horrible, as well, doesn't yeah. he? It's absolutely horrible. <laughs> it, it is awful. I don't think you'll like it, but it'll shock you. Um, <laughs> fucking BuzzFeed over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Crack.com called. We won the right. back. Didn't, I didn't even click with me when I said that then. Fucking hell. Um, but yeah, the, uh, season one, um, the main sort of kickoff point with it is Huey and his girlfriend are walking along outside um, talking and is it and th- this is in the trailer as well i always found it was mental that he was in the trailer for this is when um, i've seen this bit yeah so as, <laughs> as they're walking along she's off she's not walking on the path she's walking like at the side of the path on the road and a train who is like a speedster akin to the flash um just bombs past off his face um on uh, whatever and he just runs through her and disintegrates her basically as he runs to her and who he is just left holding her hands you know just there just holding his hands horrified covered in blood and that basically starts the ball rolling for Huey, and then how he meets butcher as well going down the line um so Huey, obviously Huey blames a train for her death because he did fucking run through her and wants him to be uh, punished for it but they offer him a settlement of 45,000 US dollars um, which is fuck all in comparison to how much her life is actually worth and that says a lot about vote and their lawyers and they basically covered up the whole thing to prevent uh, the Seven's name being dragged through the mud and A-Train's name being dragged through the mud. But it um, happens a lot so... doesn't it? You know that's, that's the thing like these, yeah. these heroes are killing a lot of people and getting away with it like yeah, and this and th- uh, this is uh, like one one of the reasons why, like at the beginning, I said the boys is the best example of what it would like be like in real life. Like, y- if you had a speedster who could run that fast, there is, I-, I know, like time moves slower for a speedster, is what they say in the comic book uh, sort of rules. <laughs> um, but they'd still run through people. Like, you see the Flash fight in certain villains. Like, the Flash TV show in the CW. I stopped watching that ages ago because it just got shit. Yeah. Just so bad. Like, you know, they had the first season and the second season were decent with uh, Reverse Flash. Reverse Flash was Thorn, villain. Was it? And, yeah, uh, that yeah, was really good. You know, I enjoyed that. was good. But, uh, but after a while, it, it basically became uh, Flash and Friends. Let's talk in the hallway and sort this out <laughs> with the supervillain. That's basically what it ended up like. But you, you always think that the Flash... Like, look at what A-Train did. He just run through someone. If they wanted to stop someone, why didn't they just always run through people? You know, as a speedster. Like, the Flash wants to stop someone, just run through him. It's like, you're faster than him. Why are you getting your ass kicked by this guy? Just dodge <laughs> it. You can run, you can, you can literally run faster than the speed of light. So fast that you can travel back and backwards and forwards in time. You can pass through walls, you can vibrate yeah. your molecules so you can go through yeah. walls, and then, yeah, you're getting your ass kicked by, like, Joey Thug down the street, like. Yeah, some guy some guy with a, a wand that controls the weather. Oh, yeah, big fucking, well, <laughs> before he presses the button, just go and take it off him. You know, and that's, that's sort of plot art, but I guess that sort of comic book as a whole is, is, you know, it's flaws, I guess, you know. Sometimes you make people too powerful for their own good. Superman, prime example, the crypt, he has kryptonite, that's the only thing that can kill him, but other than that, what kills him? <laughs> Nothing, practically. Isn't um, it? Um, 
Don't they drop a nuke on him and he only regenerates when he gets, uh, like, gets raised from the sun? Sun, yeah, the sun. The sun is what gives him his power, basically. Because right. uh, there's. Um, Loves the D, look. What? Uh, it's the Flashpoint. Uh, the Flashpoint arc where Flash goes to a different timeline and when Superman fell to Earth. Instead of him falling and getting brought up as a human by the Kent family, he's captured by the government and locked away. And when they eventually take him out, he's just sc- really skinny. Like, looks ill, basically. That's in Flashpoint. Oh, I haven't seen that one. So actually, seen- that, that's a DC animated film that's really good. DC animated films are usually very graphic in, in their violence and stuff like that. Um, that's good. I would definitely recommend watch Flashpoint along with From Under the Red Hood as well, which is about Jason Todd and uh, Batman. Jason Todd, who used to be Robin, who's killed did, by the I, Joker. I do have a, a comic where Superman comes down, and he gets knocked off course, and he ends up in Russia, and he's, yeah. he's raised as a comrade. Yeah. Says comrade Superman, and uh, yeah. then there's comrade Batman. <laughs> yeah, there <laughs> is. Yeah, they've made animated films for that as well. Um, is there a re- film of that? Called the Red Sun, I think. <laughs> Brilliant. So, yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah. So, in in that first episode, following on from that, um, Butcher hearing about what uh, Huey's gone through, he sees it as an opportunity to use Huey to plant a bug in the Seventh Tower when he goes up there to um, to basically talk about the settlement for for his girlfriend, essentially. And he does plant one, but another member of the seven translucent who is the invisible man invisible um, cunt. the invisible can um <laughs> he basically sees finds this tracker and leads it, you know gets it back to Huey. essentially he knows who he's planted it there and confronts him in the shop but in that shop that's where butcher um sees him and captures him and uh i won't say what happens to translucent just because you're going to be watching it next guys in the next episode you see what happens that, that that's right though guy that's that's what you saw in the last episode yeah yeah so essentially but, where Huey is like integrated into the boys into the boys yeah yeah he's um he is basically used by butcher and that is a theme that is constant throughout the boys is butcher using people just to get where he wants the reason butcher hates soups as he calls them or superheroes um so he blames homelander for the disappearance or the death of his wife becca because um, she was never seen again after being with uh, Homelander. So he just set out on just killing any soups he comes across because he doesn't trust any of them, doesn't like any of them. He's trained by... Is it the SAS he was in? Because I know he is he is a Kiwi in, in, in the uh, the series, but was it the SAS he was trained in? It would make sense because they're in the Commonwealth. Uh, I, I, I can't say with any certainty on all. He does, he does have military training, though, and he is, like, you know, skilled in combat and whatever. Not to the extent that he could... You know, he does get his ass handed to him by certain people, like superheroes, constantly, but um, he can't hold his own in a fight, I guess. Um, but Butcher is... Well, Butcher and Huey are the two main characters of this, from the boys' perspective. Um, the other members... Boys. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Um, Billy, but the only the comic book, the comic book version of Billy Butcher, he looks like the guy of the chase, married his daughter or whatever. Oh. the guy from 
the they were like a proper like the guy who's like is he the beast? Is Mark it the, the Welsh guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, that's what he looks like. The is his cousin version. he married not his fucking daughter. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, sorry, the beast. I apologise. He's done it. Oh, we're never going to do him though. Ground of your Fuck superior you knowledge. Yeah. Our apologies. Blacklisted from anyone from the chase. That was that. Uh, another another difference from the comics to the show, though, is uh, that they did bring into season two was Butcher had a dog. Yes. Yeah, yeah. and in he's like throughout the comics, the dog is, and the dog. I don't know, don't know if they really allude to it too much, but it it just fucks anything on command. <laughs> Pretty much, he's it like, does. he's it like, does. fuck it, you know, and he, he just fucks it like. <laughs> it does fuck stuff in the. TV it does fuck stuff, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, man. Do you know, in the second season, this isn't spoilers, but, but like, se- second season, when they introduced that dog, first thing I thought, I was just like... The dog's dead. I was like, yeah. I, I, hope, I really hope that dog isn't going to get blown up at some point. There's, plen- <laughs> there's plenty of times. There's plenty of times where it could have been blown up. You know? Like, Black Noir could have fucked that dog up. Like, I'm surprised dog he fucked him, son. I am surprised because, like, that could have been a different twist to the comic books. Because the dog, well, John Wick well, him, like, well, in the in the comic books, the dog does get uh, get done, doesn't he? In the end, John Wick, he does. I don't, done. I don't think I got that far in the comics. Yeah. I didn't know that. Spoiler alert! Oh, that's sad. That's sad. That yeah. isn't. But could you really not see that coming in the boys? Well, boys, he's a dog though. He's a good dog, like. <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember who does it, but someone does. Oh, uh, that's devastating. Black Noir, that's my favourite. Um, There's a big secret about that Black Noir I, that I know. Uh, I'm I not going to. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know it, dear Rich. Yeah, I know it as well. Well, from researching this episode, you found out that it was. Uh, it's just from researching the boys in general, to be honest. Because, uh, like I said, I haven't read the um, the graphic novel. Though I've read a bit of the the first one, but. Um, I needed a bit more to. I know you've read, you've you've got it more than myself, but I needed a bit of backstory, and I did find the dog fact, and I did find. I'm not going to say the fact that you were on about because I think it's going to be a potential spoiler for future seasons. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Going to stay clear of that motherfucker. Um, yeah, noob cybot. Yeah. yeah, what were you saying, Sean? You he saying, is noob cybot, isn't he? Yeah, he's basically noob cybot. Yeah, you, you were saying noob cybot. He's just my favourite one. My favourite one superhero in, in The Boys is Black Noir. He's just like proper... Mind you, the kind of... The more you get to know him, the less you don't like him. But it's just because he's just like completely silent and weird. Just there. I, I, I like the scene where Homelander is telling everyone they're a piece of shit. And then he turns to Black Noir and goes, Not you, Black Noir. You're doing You're great. You're doing great. That's <laughs> 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 oh, smashing, that is. Um, I think one of the only fights he has in season one is is with the the, the, the girl. I won't again. I won't go too far into it because of um, Barrett. Yeah. But he just goes in. He just fucks her up and goes. He's done. And that's like you don't see him. He comes into season two a lot more. Yeah. Just like oh, that guy's fucking ruthless. Like what's his superpower exactly? He's just really good at fighting. I guess. Isn't oh. it? Does he have healing powers or something? Or is this part of the secret? Should Not gonna say, son. But yeah, part of the secret. I think he does have healing powers. Yeah, I think so. He does have a weakness, though, which you find out in season two. Which one is that? What was I going to say? Yeah, Black Noir, though, there was, I think it was in season one, the most random talent that he would ever have was they were at a cocktail party 
and he's just staring at the pianist <laughs> like intently staring oh, at him yeah, yeah. makes him really <laughs> uncomfortable and makes him leave and then he sits down and he starts playing the piano <laughs> what the fuck what a random thing to chuck in it's just because like i guess he's at a party he's not going to talk to anyone what are they going to have him do <laughs> just have him play the piano <laughs> the main thing um as far as the the other members of the boys, you, you, like Tom said, you got Frenchie, who, in the in the TV show, uh, he is he's a weapons expert. Again, met in the military. You got Frenchie in the comics. He's a weapons expert. Met in the military, I think, alongside Butcher, and Mother's Milk. And Mother's Milk then is he a tactical? I think is he a tactical? Mother's Milk, tactical officer. <laughs> Tactical officer, tactical expert, whatever. Um, and and then you've got Kimiko then, or the girl, as you, as you referred to her. She's, um, so she was experimented on, wasn't she? She was part of that program that tried to create terrorists, but she escaped. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Her and her brother, um, they were part of that uh, terror, uh, terrorist like cell. Was yeah. it the Golden yeah. Hand? Or the golden, so golden Dawn or something. Or something like that. It was Golden yeah. Dawn's Oblivion, I think. Sorry. Um, a golden hand. Sort of. I think it's a golden hand. I haven't got that written down. I think it could be. Could be wrong. If I'm wrong, lambast me in the comments. But yeah, um, lamplighter is this one? Hi, lamplighter. Um, Hell of a boy. <laughs> fuck anything. <laughs> um, yeah, and she's her powers are. I guess she's immortal. I guess. Yeah, it doesn't really say, does it? Yeah, it's it's, it's 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 the mythic dawn, not the golden yeah, dawn. She um. So she's got healing factor that basically bring her back from the dead, but she's like a mental fighter. She's got super strength, I'd say, as well. Yeah, yeah. she does have super strength. Um, but yeah, she does get killed and then comes back from the dead, essentially. Uh, but she's she basically forms a bond with Frenchie, and that's why she's in the boys, even though she's a soup, as Butcher would call her, and Butcher doesn't like her. Boy, um, she's a girl. Yeah. Um, and Butcher... I don't really know if Butcher truly accepts her. It's just... Kind she's of, just there and she's like, just she's just there and you know because Frenchie oh, basically Frenchie basically stands up for her and you know uh, that's that um she has a, a a bigger part to play in season two um there is a, a pretty good i think a, right at the beginning of season two actually there's a pretty good scene for her um in when she confronts stormfront uh which oh yeah which is uh which is pretty cool because uh you know, you, you, you flesh her backstory out a bit in, in that particular scene. Um, but yeah, um, off, on from the boys then, you've got the Seven, like I mentioned before. Um, they're, they're parallels to the Justice League. Uh, in the very first episode, uh, you learn that Lamplighter, as Sean just mentioned now, um, is retiring from the Seven and they're hiring a new member of the Seven. Um, and that member is Starlight. Uh, Annie, as she her real name is, um, and it's 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 a weird situation how she meets Huey. I think it's just on a park bench, um, and they don't know each other. They don't know who each other are. Like they don't know each other's stories. But who this? Who this? Who that? But She's they, like an uh, idealistic country girl, and she that like yeah. is genuinely naive about about how the world actually works. And then she jumps into this corporation that just yeah. crushes her soul. <laughs> and she's like proper. Uh, like churchgoer and you know, uh, happy clappy church as happy well. Church, like, yeah, 
Um, and it's because of Starlight that uh, the whole Me Too movement with the deep starts, because on his on her first day in the Seven Tower, um, <laughs> the deep basically exposes himself to her and tells her to suck him off, and she doesn't, and uh, it essentially causes the deep to lose his place in the Seven because they start the whole Me Too movement with uh, with that. You know the initial point of this this cast was consequences to actions within yeah. the superheroes. Technically, the boys doesn't have any consequences boys. for the good guys. For the, the bad guys, seem to have uh, consequences knocked on. I'm like the deep and all that, but the boys seem kind of status quo throughout. Like you know, from from the first episode of season one where it kicks in to where they are now, does much change. So what you've said there is that, like, even though they are portrayed as the heroes in the show, they are technically the heroes. The Deep, Homelander, Maeve, everyone, they're all heroes, I guess. Uh, but they're not, are they? They're not. Well, it depends, how you, how you defi- it depends <laughs> how you define the heroes. But I mean, like, the boys then, you know, does, does anything yeah. change for the boys? Because... Like, they are well, like the, they are the heroes and they or the anti heroes like. Well, it's the fact that what they're doing is always putting their families and stuff in danger. Mother's yeah. milk is kind Mother, of yeah. Like, oh, you know, it's a, it's a very small point, and you know, like the what was the what's the woman who like leads them or originally led them and then quit? You know, she's back and like her family like kind of got unheroed and stuff. I can't yeah. remember the name yeah. of the characters. Uh, like bad, bad, bad. it's like I'm not you know because it, it is a cost to it, and like butcher oh, butcher's Mallory. Yeah, she goes. Do oh, they call Mallory her that, bro? The Mallory. Mallory's the badger. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I get, I get, I get what you're saying, but like, well, end of season two. Uh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say what happens, but Butcher does. Butcher does get his uh, consequences for his Go actions. Back. Oh, most definitely. And uh, from the word "go," they have consequences. Like Huey could be like, you know, ah, oh, no, fuck this. I'm just gonna. You know, ignore Butcher. I'm going to take my payout and live with the misery of you know for the rest of my life. But instead, he chooses to become essentially a vigilante. To you know, he's, yeah. his life is over. All for, for walking down the fucking street and having his girlfriend explode. It's essentially you know, a, just... a Morpheus moment, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, it, it, is. Is. Yeah. it is. a Morpheus moment. Most definitely. He's like, look, come yeah. with us, and you know, we'll, we'll we'll put these fuckers in, give them justice or whatever, which isn't quite true. You could say the Butcher kind of. Uses him, leads him down the wrong path. Like, whereas he could have just gone, nah, fuck this, and gone on with his life, as it were. Mm. You know, so his life is over. And, and all of them are. That's, that's, that's the problem, isn't it? That's like, Mother's Milk don't want to come back. It's like, I can't. Because, like, yeah. my family and I, I've I got a family now. How can I be, like, you know, <laughs> taking down a fucking corporation <laughs> when I, like, you know, I got kids and all the rest of it? It's just, yeah. The yeah, fr- I, like, like. I think with Frenchie as well, Frenchie does value his friends as well. Like, remember... Uh, Mon ami. Mon ami. Um, like, it was in season two where you you learn a bit about uh, why Frenchie and... Uh, well, why Mallory doesn't like Frenchie. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So yeah. Problem, and that yeah. that's a pretty big consequences of your actions right there. True. Um, true, true. So, you know, they do live with it, I guess. I guess in the boys' case, the, consequence, Sorry, boys. the, the consequences of their actions are like, 
um, knock-on effect, know, uh, I suppose, to other people. Yeah, and and they happen sort of before the fact. You find out about them. So I guess you know, it's, it's like that. But you also find out that even certain members of the Seven, they're not bad people. You know, like Maeve. Yeah, you know, like she's not a bad person. They're an evil, isn't he? Yeah. Um, go along with it. And like even, I guess, I guess to a degree, I guess you could say the Deep. He like he is a bit of a cunt, but like you you do you, <laughs> you do see him sort of come around and a train as well you know he he grapples with addiction and i think if it wasn't for that or it's i guess it's ego as well with a train because he wants to be the fastest and um what what's the other speeds they're called uh, i can't think uh, it's uh, orange guy yeah um, can't remember his name now but yeah. he but he wants to you know be faster than him he, it can't be another speedster that's faster than him or whatever um so yeah, I guess they they do all deal with the consequences to their actions, and even Homelander does as well. Um, like even though he seems indestructible, and you know you can't like when you first watch the boys, you think how can anyone take Homelander down? Like even the people even vote to own him. Like if they wanted to, how could they do it? You know what I thought was awesome. And, I th- I can't remember if it was season one or two, but. Homelander jumps down in front of a crowd that's protesting outside Vought Studios, <laughs> and he has yeah. that he has that daydream. Yeah, and what like that fucking I love that was amazing. Like I really enjoyed that. That, that was. The thing that. is, I kept waiting for that to happen at one point, yeah. and it still, it still haven't happened. So, yeah, yeah. It's a what the fuck moment, isn't it? Yeah. It's, just, it's like a oh shit, you know. Which is there's plenty of them in the boys. Um, but boys, boys. <laughs> every time I say it, I get away. Yeah, but uh, he's not wrong, man. I hear it in my head every time someone says it. So, like, it's, one of the, he's conditioned us, Sean. One of the boy, one of the boys in work says it as well. So it's not, it's not just, uh, just down there. Um, oh, boys. But, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, boys. <laughs> is this? Is, I don't know. I guess it's a Welsh thing. I don't know. It's just you know, how some people pronounce it. Um, but yeah, the the, who knows? The, the the who knows. But yeah, the the boys is definitely a show. If you uh, you know, it's got a really good story as well. Like the the overarching story and how it progresses, it is really good. As graphic as it is, um, it, it's definitely worth a watch, and it deserves all the uh, the plaudits that it is currently getting. Although, didn't it get um, uh, uh, criticized for being too violent? Um, oh, fuck off! You know, I I. And this is going back to my earlier conversation about, you know, how sex is, how violence is glorified and sex is vilified and all that stuff. It's like when there's violence it like is, this, you know, so. It is super violent, though. It doesn't need to be as violent as it is, but it is. It is what it yeah, is. But it's, it's charm, the source yeah. material. The, the source material it's based on is also, I'm sure, very violent. Yeah. You know, being Garth Ennis and stuff, you know, uh, I fair think play to I, Amazon for keeping it violent because Netflix uh, wouldn't have made it that violent. I'll tell you after nothing. Yeah. I would argue that it does need to be that violent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck it, why not? And not, not just because the comic was violent, but because they're trying to depict superheroes in real life. If you had someone like Homelander, who's, it, it, he basically goes off his ego above all that. That's how they control him. That's how Vought controls Homelander, is they basically just, they have his ego on a leash, essentially. And he's, you know, he's got to please everyone. Or... He's got to believe that everyone likes him. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's just, and that's how they control Homelander. If you had someone like that, 
in in real life. Uh, like as long as the cameras weren't rolling, he would just fucking fry people just left and right. Just if he didn't like them or if he believed that they wronged him in some way, he would just yeah get rid of them, splat, blow up, whatever. And you need you need to see that you know to to stop these pesky North Koreans making a uh, a super serum to to take over the world otherwise otherwise that might happen imagine that i, I, I bet it's like in real life though now you get those those movie stars that you know are all like uh big smiles on the camera fake smiles and then as soon as the camera's off they're just cunts like probably i'd, I'd probably mm-hmm. safe bet to say that there are people like that in hollywood <laughs> of all yeah, places yeah, no <laughs> christian bale probably uh wasn't uh, Julia Roberts meant to be an absolute bell? Julia Roberts, I have heard, yeah. I watched the uh, Ask Reddit thing on YouTube. You know, there's like uh, Microsoft Sam Reddit things, and uh, it was like, what celebrities are big cunts? I'm pretty sure Julia Roberts was was on it. I bet Vince Vaughn was on that as well. He wasn't, actually. Michael Cera was. I guess he was just awkward. He's just socially awkward, I think. Probably a bit of a cut as well. Yeah, there's a video of him... uh, Going off the handle on YouTube. I don't know if it's fake or not, though. Fake how, how Going off the handle? I can't imagine Michael Cera going off the handle. Yeah, he's like... um. The road is my diamond. Oh, do you know who I am and all this shit? Like, you know, like I'm Michael fucking Cera. Yeah, you're going to have to just, just YouTube it. Like, yeah, I forgot he was in Twin Peaks as well. He's fucking awesome in Twin Peaks. What a beautiful turn of phrase. Is that how he says? <laughs> May the road rise up to meet your wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Class. Yeah. Don't really see him in much these days, do you, Michael Cera? He's Michael fucking Cera, man. Through like yeah. the mid two thousands, you saw him got a lot of things. I don't know. This one of those people that's like of the awkward boy has kind of drifted away a bit now. I'm well, yeah, because he's in his fucking thirties, going on forties, isn't he? Really fucking. Up. Very sure. It was he is. almost. It was. It was. Like, he's almost too famous to be in Twin Peaks. <laughs> you know, because he's like such a known actor, and then he's just there for like a cameo. It feels kind of. I mean, it could have been a lot worse. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> you know, it couldn't. Have, it could have been like Ed Sheeran in Game of Thrones, but oh, I've wrote, I've, I've wrote a little song. He turned into a beetle then. <laughs> um, right. So yeah, we're going to move on to the next topic then. Um, after the boys, we're going to go move on to boys. a fairly new series, uh, animated series um, called Invincible. Um, and this was something that I'd never heard of prior to the TV show coming out. It's not something I had any knowledge of, really. Um, I think you, Tom, and uh, the singer in mine and Gareth's band, Scott, actually told me about it to watch it. Um, glad I did because it's uh, it's a pretty good show. It's I would say it's probably the closest thing to um, being proper superhero with superhero law. You know, of you know, following that trope, but at the same time being just ultra violent. Um, and how does it fit in with the sort of theme? Well, I'd like I haven't I haven't really delved into the law of this show too much because I don't want to spoil it for myself when it goes into season two and three exams and have renewed it for season two and three. Um, so, Invisible, it's an animated show. It's based off um, an image comic series with the same name, and it follows character Mark Grayson, who is son of the superhero Omni-Man. Um, at 17, he gets his powers, and that's when he starts his life as the superhero called Invincible. Um, it's um, written by Robert Kirkman as well, and the same writer yes. as The Walking Dead. Yes. Um, 
and it's directed by I think the series the series is directed no this is no it's produced by Seth Rogen and what's the other guy who was with him Jed Apatow oh I'm not sure Jim Franco is his son. Afraid <laughs> not, son. The sheer uh, amount of voice actors, celebrity voice actors in this show is so, worth a watch on itself. Right. So there, there is a, a, a nice little fact that I've got for. So the, the, in, in this show, um, again, it draws parallels to DC and Marvel, um, as most uh, superhero things do. So they have this group of heroes called the Guardians of the Globe. <laughs> again, they're much like the <laughs> That's Justice. That's very close. It's like they, so something they, else. They're, uh, yeah, um, they're just like the Justice League, um, and at the very end of I, I, I can't say I don't want to spoil stuff, but this is the very first episode, so I think it's fine to say this. Um, at the end of the first episode, uh, Omni Man. Who uh, you think is a good guy all the way through? Who you think is a good guy? Omni Man is like Superman, basically. He's, indestructible he's a viltrumite from the planet viltrum um and yeah he's just indestructible can fly super strength i don't think he has laser vision does he have laser vision no no he he's, doesn't he's pre- pretty derivative yeah. though of yeah. superman and, and yeah. viltrumite is yeah 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 um and yeah he basically slaughters the guardians of the globe at the end of the first episode um so that's when you learn that he's not quite as good as you think he is, essentially. But the Guardians of the Globe, like I said, they are like the Justice League. So you've got like a parody of Batman, Wonder Woman, uh, Aquaman, and the, and the rest. All of the characters in Guardians of the Globe are voiced by actors from The Walking Dead. All of them are from The Walking ah, Dead. I knew Glenn was uh, Glenn was in it. So yeah, Glenn. So the guy guy who plays Glenn in The Walking Dead is Stephen Yeun from. Uh, it is. Stephen Young, he he is, uh, yeah, Glenn. He's in loads of things, isn't he? Um, you've got Omni Man is voiced by J.K. Simmons, obviously not from The Walking yeah. Dead, but he's J.K. Simmons from all that film. But J.K. Uh, Simmons is um, he's the mental drummer in that drama film. Okay, he cuts out of the fucking Whiplash, yeah, Whiplash. Yeah. He's like, ah, <laughs> and he's um, he's the Nazi in in Oz, man, absolutely kills isn't it in Oz. <laughs> J.K. Simmons, he's also, yeah, he's good actor, mentalist. He is. Yeah, he's also uh, J. Jonah Jameson in Spider Man as well. And That's right. He yeah. does, he does pictures, a, pictures of Spider-Man. He does. He is probably like one of the best depictions of a comic book character in any comic book film. I think of J. Jonah Jameson. I think it's right up there with like Downey Jr. He plays uh, Iron Man. Alex Jones in Spider-Man, doesn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Alex Jones would be a good uh, Jameson. Uh, um, I just, I'm just trying to find in my notes now where. Spider-Man. I know Derek from the Good Place. Uh, what, what's his name in? He's in fucking Brooklyn Nine Nine. Pimento. He is Rex Blood. Um, That's the fucker. Yeah. Jason Manzukas, is it? Is that? Is that, that yeah, I can. I, yeah, I can never pronounce. It. He's also in Legion, which uh, which we haven't touched on. Uh, Legion. Enough. So that's an interesting one. I, I didn't actually think of Legion. I haven't watched it in such a long time. Um, that's based off the X Men. Uh, you know, it's connected to the X Men. Yeah, fact. he's uh, <laughs> he's um, Xavier's son. Actually, that was yeah. what's ironic is. I'm sorry to go off on one. Yeah, no, right. go 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 for it. Go but for it's, it's like. Uh, Legion, uh, he's like an abandoned kid. He was abandoned, you know, sent away to a yeah. orphanage, and then Xavier goes off to make a fucking a giant mansion full of kids that aren't even his. Plot, that's a plot, all that is. 
it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's just fucked that. But uh, Lee Jet's definitely, uh, definitely relevant to this cast within consequences of actions, considering the whole thing is about that. Like, batshit crazy as well. That show is. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get through it all. I think I only watched two seasons of it. I think it's, it got, it just got too weird for me. I, I just, I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't. It's not that I couldn't follow it. It was just that I don't know. I, I kind of lost interest in. Following it's very it. heavy. Yeah, I lost interest yeah, in it yeah. as well. I tr- I've tried three times to watch Legion, and I've never made it past like the third or fourth episode. I I enjoyed. I don't know what it is. I enjoyed I don't know season what it is. one. I thought season one was pretty good, um, but yeah, season two. It's like oh, what's, what's her name as well? Uh, she was in Parks and Recreation. Uh, she's in Parks it as well. And yeah, actress. Oh, Aubrey Plaza. Aubrey Plaza. That's it. She oh. was in it. And <laughs> yeah, she plays Lenny. Yeah, ding, Fraser Dunn. I think she's like a parasite in his in his brain. Yeah. But like, yeah, Legion's power. I think it's uh, anyone that dies within the vicinity of them that's got a power. He kind of absorbs their power. Yeah. So I said, you know, and and they all turn into like personalities within his mind, and he doesn't know what's real and what's fake, and yeah, really good, like really good. Aubrey Plaza sounds like the name of a vaporwave record. Sounds like the name of a mall from like '84. Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. Yeah. <laughs> or porn star name. Either um, way. So yeah, as I was saying, sorry. The um, go back to boys. Invincible, not boys. We're done with boys. Um, going back to Invincible. Um, yeah. So all the guns of the globe, they're all from Walking Dead. So you've got um, Ra- uh, Ross Marquand. Is that how you pronounce his name? Um, he Which plays. One's he? Uh, I can't remember. I can't remember his character's name. He is, you know. I've got IMDb. It says Rudy. His character. Yeah, name. he was the gay guy whose partner got killed. Remember? Uh, loses his hand. William. Yes. Wilhelm. William. Yes, he does. Yes. Wilhelm. Yes, he does lose his hand. Um, and then you got uh, Lauren Cohen, who was Maggie. Uh, she does. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, Ross McQuaid does the immortal. R- Ross McQuaid actually does a lot of voice acting in general. So he does other characters in this show as well, not just the immortal. Um, uh, I can't find who it is. Anyone from Crit- anyone from Critical Role? In Everyone's here? frozen apart from uh, me. Robot. Not, not that I'm aware of. Like that's a shame. From Critical Role, in yeah. Um, Bigger um, War Woman is Lauren Cohen, who's Maggie. Then you got Green Ghost, who is uh, Snooker Martin Green, who is also in uh, the new Star Trek series Discovery. She's the main character in that. Uh, Sasha, Ma- is it Walking Dead? Yeah, Sasha, that's it. And then you got Chad Coleman, plays Martian Man. He was Tyrese in The Walking Dead. Uh, Red Rush is Michael Kudlitz, who played a. What's his name? Uh, the big military guy. Oh, Tash. Abraham. Abraham, that's it. Um, and then you've got Darkwind, who was voiced by Lenny James, uh, who played Morgan in The Walking Dead. Ah, oh, he's a good character, he was. Yeah. And then Ross Macron then vo- uh, voices Aquarius as well, um, who's the fish dude. Um, so yeah, he voices the fish the dude. <laughs> yeah, in 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 the. <laughs> in the I'm Guardians. looking at the. Um, so. I'm looking at the uh, the the uh, IMDb for it now, and there's some interesting ones on you. I really but enjoyed the, Seth Rogen's character. For the benefit of Tom, you've got favorite, um, so. Alan the Alien. Yeah. You've got Britta from Community, Tom. Oh shit! Yeah, I forgot she was in it too. Yeah, Britta yeah. filter. I think she's Adam Even. I think. Uh, I think you are right, Gar. Uh, yeah. Jillian Jacobs. 
Yes. Julian yeah. Jacobs. Yeah. yeah. You've got um, Mark Hamill listed as well, you guys. Mark Hamill's oh, in yeah. He um, is. He's the costume designer for superheroes. Yeah. And you've also got John Hamm of um, either yeah. Mad Men or uh, Black Mirror fame. They truly are Mad Men. <laughs> <laughs> What a bad show. Uh, yeah. yeah. What an overrated piece of shit. Yeah, that's really bad. John, like. John Hamm is like one of the smallest roles ever. <laughs> in it. He's, he's the security service agent guy in front of the White House in the beginning. Thanks. Oh. Okay. <laughs> such a minor role. You've also got a bloke called Kevin Michael Richardson who does a lot of the voices in like American yes. Dad and Family yeah. Guy and things yeah. like that's that right. as well. And various And other worth noting is um, well. Sandra yeah. Oh as well in, as Debbie Grayson. Is that the mum? So she's um, uh, a bunch of shit. I think she's in Grey's Anatomy, and um, she's also in um, Killing Eve, the uh, recent. You've also thing. got um, Zazie. <laughs> you also got Zazie Beats as well, who is also in Deadpool Two, playing Domino. She voices um, Amber, who is Mark's girlfriend in Invincible as well. Ah. So it's, it's it's a hell of a cast, in fairness. Like, because you got uh, what's his name, uh, the guy from Heroes, Zachary Quinto. He yeah. plays um, uh, the robot. He does the voice of the robot um, in it. And yes, yeah, great cast, in fairness. Can't fault the fucking cast. But uh, yeah, who was, was I in my notes? Can't remember now. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so basically, the story is about Mark, um, who is the character Invincible, trying to work out his powers and become, you know, like his dad, essentially. Um, but no one really knows. The sort of the true intent of uh, Omni Man's purpose of being on Earth. I'm not. I'm not going to say any more on that. Just you know, because it is pretty new, and you know, people haven't seen it. Um, there are some great characters, like you said, Tom. Um, Seth Rogen's character called Alan the Alien, um, who I think will probably get a more prominent role next season. But he's a visiting alien from. Um, it's like it's like the, I can't remember what the the thing's called, but it's like the Federation of Planets, you know that sort of thing. And Dupe, is it? And he, uh, uh-huh. the Dupe. Dupe, the de- Democratic Order of Planets. Uh, Democratic Dupe. Order of Planets. Yeah. Is that we it? We forgot one as well. Can I just say? Can I interrupt? Sorry, and say we forgot one. You've yeah. actually got Justin Roiland, um, Rick and Morty creator, does a voice really? in it, and he also <clears> does a burp as well. Don't even forget. <laughs> is he? In he, actually, he actually does a burp in this as well. He does. It's very much like Rick's character. I can't, I can't think of who he is. That. Who is he in this guy? Yeah. He plays one of the characters who gets killed and turned into one of them uh, like cyborg type things. The Borg. Yeah. The Borg. Um, uh, I don't know. Yeah. The, it's a very small part, but he gets turned. He gets turned into one of them experiments. He does. Which. Well, oh looking. Christ! Yeah, 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 yeah. He and is, he, he gets impaled. Yeah. 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 Uh, he also does a burp in there as well, much like Rick. Yeah, he's Doug's Doug's uh, Doug is his name, and it's uh, Mark's friend's boyfriend. That's who he plays. Yeah, yeah, Mark's gay friend. That's his boyfriend, Justin Roiland. Oh, no, it's um, it's not it's it's not him. That's someone else. That is, it's the one before that. It's the first one the guest turned into a cyborg that <gasps> oh, impales himself on the sundial. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, you are right. You are right. It's the yeah, one that yeah, impales yeah, yeah. himself on the sundial. You are right, you are right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spoiler warning, sorry. Um, yeah, but uh, yeah, you are right. It's uh, the prelude to his boyfriend, I guess. It's that's the, right, that's uh, right. Um, actually, you t- saying that has made me scroll further down, and Ezra Miller was actually in this as well. <laughs> I didn't realise. Right. Um, 
So it's like everyone that was in it was just like super famous. How much did this cost to fucking make? Oh, fuck knows. It's been renewed for two more seasons though. Um, Jesus. They got the uh, they got that Amazon budget though, haven't they? Yeah. That's I suppose they've really also got it. people sitting in their house doing nothing Jeff, else. So. Jeff Bezos bucks in it. Yeah, Ezra Miller plays. Ezra Miller plays a mad scientist in there, um, which is the same episode that you were just on about Gareth. I, I won't dive any further into that because that's my apologies. Uh, that's pretty further. So that's quite far on in the season as well. I think, isn't it? My knowledge, uh, possibly, possibly, yeah. Money. It does play a part. I'm, in, I'm the, like, in, the, in the end of it as well. I'm like two episodes off the, the end, and I still haven't seen the end of it. And um, what kind of got me was when Mark, because he starts and he hasn't got his powers, and then they slowly kind of develop, or they yeah. quickly develop. But, yeah, but but his father seemed quite disappointed that he got them. That's right, at the dinner table. Yeah, yeah. and he, she. Yeah. You, you have to have, you have to have a nudge off the wife to be like, oh, yeah. well done, you know. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't get that. Like, I so think I'm looking I, I don't think he that. was disappointed that he got his powers. I think he was disappointed that he got his powers so late. Yeah, but he's, he's, there was a chance that he weren't going to get them because he's half. Him. Yeah, That's right, and right. it was the fact that he didn't get his powers by like like it wasn't a proud dad moment. In 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 his mind, because like where he comes from, you know everyone is as hard as nails from birth, and you know you get into a fight when you're like again five years old or whatever stupid it is. And, <laughs> Mirtha uh, boy, is he? Mirtha boy, aye. <laughs> and uh, and for Please. um for him to, I think the reason he found out that he's got his powers was he threw a, a threw a a, a trash bag, bag thing, yeah, yeah. A black really, bag. really far, yeah. He, just threw, he, basically, he basically threw it more or less into space by accident and he was thrilled that he just discovered this or whatever but his dad, you know, he was just like the fuck you on about? That's, that's, that's shit, you know, that, in his mind because he sees he sees the world different than he sees he does see the human race as being far, far below him in terms of that, so something like that would just be insignificant. I think that's I think that's why yeah, he that thought that. I don't think he wasn't like happy that he got his powers. You because you find out like in the through the rest of the episode that he is actually very happy he's got his powers because he, you know, he teaches him how to fly and you know how to fight and and all this stuff. Doesn't uh, he like punch him super hard though, kind of on purpose? Yes. Yeah. 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 He does. Um, and he's wondering why did you do that, and I guess that's kind of a precursor to, um, you know, sort of what what's to come in terms of like Omni Man and and what he sort of ends up being. I guess down the line, I won't say because if you haven't seen the last two episodes, I won't say any more on that. Um, but I, it's an interesting when you when you guys have been talking, I've scrolled right down the full list on IMDb, and right at the bottom, or two from the bottom, there's a, a guy called Reginald Vell Johnson, who, in one episode, obviously you wouldn't how you wouldn't have seen him, of course, because it's animated, but in one episode of um, in Invincible, he plays a principal, a school principal. Yeah, and he is the cop in I'm, Die Hard. I'm reading it. He's Carl. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, so, so, yeah, so <laughs> it's like... Um, it's... If you scroll down a bit further, Sean, there's a guy called Thok, uh, Battle Beast, who is voiced by Michael Dorn from Star Trek. Mr. Wolf. Mr. Wolf, engage. Oh, shit, look at that. I didn't yeah. even notice Michael Dorn snoozing in there. Look at that. <laughs> God, he's aged well, haven't he? Have played for him? Yeah, he's lost. Oh, boy. Are you lost... looking well? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, lost the uh, lost the prosthetics, yeah, son. 
He had no, some plastic surgery to get that forehead. Doesn't have a doesn't have a face head. Mr. Wolf's head looked like a fanny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. just... Would you join me in a laugh? <laughs> that was just a bit of quote that as well. Um, it says here, Dawn played the character regularly from 87 to 2002. What was Wolf doing in 2002? He's the best mate as well, running. Was that? Yeah, yeah. Was that that late? Uh, that didn't run to 2002. Was he in Voyager? According to IMDb, in um, 2002, he was playing Duke Atreides in uh, Emperor Battle for Dune, the video game. Yeah, Duke Atreides. Um, oh, fucking he was. He was... Um, no, he's in Nemesis, the film. Yeah. In 2002, ah, there we go. Which ah. would have been the Tom Hardy one when you don't look nothing like him. Is that Nemesis? Father? Yeah. It's in the eyes, Picard. <laughs> yeah, it is that one, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> please continue. Uh, he's also in Dexter's Lab, wasn't he? Dexter's Lab. Dexter's Lab, Now, did he do like? Did he do I Am Weasel? Because he sounded very similar to the I Am Weasel. Oh no, Tom Hardy or, or Michael Dorn? <laughs> Michael, Michael um, the dwarf. Dwarf. He sounded like <laughs> I am, the Weasel from I Am Weasel. Michael what? His name is um, Michael Dorn. Yeah. No, it is Dorn. Sir. As in Dawn, the 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 Red Viper of Dawn. Um, Apparently, he didn't do a weasel for my own weasel. Oh, Get it. So, uh, speaking of uh, this, like, tangent, speaking of Cartoon Network shows, <laughs> did, uh, did any of you see the, the script leaks for the Powerpuff Girls TV series they're bringing out? Jesus. No, I didn't. Did, did, did you know that they were making a Powerpuff Girls live action TV series? No. Only when you said something the other day about script leaks. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, how so are they bad. doing it? Do, have so they got bad. hands? Is the big question. Yeah, and they walk on their toes as well constantly. Oh, do they make that noise? I don't know. Are they still going to have that devil guy, or is that like properly like not PC anymore? It's going to be risky, isn't it? It's either not PC or super PC. Yeah. It totally depends on who plays it. Like if RuPaul played it, it'd probably be fine. Yeah. They want to wheel Tim Curry out to do it. Like full on Rocky Bar or a picture show job. But yeah, How old is he now? The script has he's been. Dead. Um, I think he's, he's dead. dead. Is Tim, Tim Curry dead? I feel like something Burrow would know. Hello, is Tim mm. Curry dead? No, Tim Curry, bless him. Um, he suffered quite a bad stroke, and um, he's been he's been in a, a wheelchair for the past few years. Um, oh, I shit. think he's I think he's still in a wheelchair most of the time, but he suffered oh. from a very bad stroke about maybe five, six, seven years ago now. Yeah, oh, still alive though to clarify. Yeah. I, I don't think he's acting. I'm sure he may have had a, a, a possible cameo in something um, not long ago. Um, I don't really think he's acting much at the moment, though. I'll have to Wiki, read, uh, Wikipedia look says back he's, into he's that. currently acting. Let's have a look on IMDb. I think he had a cameo in something, possibly. Um, this episode's been bought to you by IMDb, fairly. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he had, love, he had like, a stroke. He did a few years back. Yeah. Tim Curry, Christ. He's one of the ones who you'd always think is just there, you know, like like the ones that'll never go away, like Jack Nicholson and Le- yeah, Le- yeah, Lenny, yeah. Lemmy, Lemmy, Lenny, Mort- Motorhead guy. He's always, he's, yeah, he's always going to be there and he's never going to die. Yeah, the last big thing he did was the TV series for The Clone Wars and he did the voice acting of Darth Sidious and Palpatine. That was, that was in 2014, 2012 to 2014. He's done a few things since then, but only really little, like, one-off kind of voice acting job. His last thing he did was um, 2017. Although there is something 
Troll World Chronicles in pre-production, which he's a voice actor on, apparently. So maybe oh, I don't know if that was made years ago. Voice acting, yeah, but it's big big gaps between everything, you know. Yeah, I know he he, he, he wasn't for well for um he wasn't well for a, a couple of years now, but uh, I think that's probably got a lot to do with it. He's yeah. also in Ben Ten. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah, the 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 Powerpuff Girls script though it was like it was terrible. It was so bad that it was mocked by many many people for just being, you know, like when they try and be so PC to the point that. It just makes the world boring, and just like they, they Captain they, Marvel, they, they they bring up oh, <laughs> they uh, they bring up like Facebook and LinkedIn and Twitter, LinkedIn for fuck's sake, is it? Uh, Twitter um, and things like that, LinkedIn. just like in these sentences randomly um, talking about like who this who Bubbles is dating or I don't. Is it product know. placement or is it like? Um genuine just pan, it's like pan trying to pander to a younger demographic remember that time in uh strange remember that time in stranger things when they were drinking coke and they were like uh, ah that's a good kind of some argue, some argue that's where he lost his way well, he lost his way from episode one but mm. i don't mind stranger things like that. i like stranger things yeah. Something to watch, diana you know? i invented the wrong town <laughs> it's uh yeah it's an amalgamation of things which were much better originally Sorry, my microphone stands fucked. I do apologize for any noises. There we go. Um, so but yeah, go, going back to uh, Invincible, it, like it, it's a funny one because f- for you, Gav, what, what what was your impressions of the show? Like, obviously, limit limit spoilers, but you don't want to give away the the ending. For but... background, Burra is uh, not a, um, yeah. a general general not a comic uh, fan. I would say. No, no, no. I, I yeah, I. Half of the stuff I'm not even aware of or seen or have uh, been exposed to. Um, I enjoyed Invincible. I did. I enjoyed it. I found that Invincible was quite easy to get into, and it wasn't. It wasn't too intense, and it was a nice number of episodes, a series. Um, I found myself being able to follow it easy. Um, good story. Good, good, uh, good would, voice acting. Would you say that? Like after seeing Invincible, and to be fair, the the, the 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 way the story goes with Invincible and how it flows is is very similar to a lot of comic book films and like comic book TV shows. Would you think that you you would watch another? Like if say no, we said that there was a, a new com uh, a new show in the same vein as Invincible coming out by, but it was by Marvel. Would right. you, would you watch that or not? Yeah, quite possibly, quite possibly. Yeah, um, but. Um... In terms of Invincible, you, you could argue it's got the classic uh, evil dad sort of. You could even you could even um, ride it alongside a Star Wars narrative if you really wanted to. Darth yeah. Vader and Luke Skywalker, if you really wanted to. But um, I, I probably would. Yeah, dep- depending on the show, depending on yeah, I, I probably would. And, yeah. To answer your question, yeah. Um, personally, though, I, I I did enjoy Invincible, and, and now that I've watched the first series, of it, I'll obviously watch the second, third, whatever series of it. I, 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 I've committed to it now, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I would watch uh, further. I did really enjoy Invincible, I'll be honest you, with you. You say, though, that what would you watch something uh, along the same vein, but there are so many things that are essentially identical without the 18 kind of sticker on it, I'd say. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it's, pre- it's, it's pretty, der- you know, derivative, would... but go on. Oh, sorry, sorry, just to piggyback off that, Tom. 
if that's the case, would you watch something that's not R-rated in the same vein, Gar? So if it was PG, for example? It, I think it entirely depends on the show, really, to be honest yeah. with you. If, if there was something that caught my attention or you recommended to me and I thought, oh, okay, I'll give that a go. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm just trying to work out whether I, like, something, with, something with an R-rating, is it more popular? Like, I'd say just it holds appeal itself, like. because it came in mm. as a as an R-rated thing. It was a new thing yeah. and it was R-rated. So yeah, say, it, say Spider-Man came in and it was R-rated. I can't imagine... Borough picking that up and enjoying that. Maybe the, 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 the thing is, you now, like, like I said off camera the other day, now, uh, and I'm sure many of us said, you know, it started with this now, but you'll find more of this stuff creeping in now. Um, oh, yeah. Within the same vein as, and, and it just become oversaturated, yeah. and much like many of it has already. I, I, know, uh, yeah, I would argue that the superhero genre is probably oversaturated as it exactly is. Exactly that, yeah. You know. But I, oh, I yes. think that, I think this could well be the case with, with this kind of stuff, perhaps, uh, over time. Um, no, I, I agree. I agree, Tom. The I think the R rating gives, I think the R rating gives shows more of an appeal, especially obviously to an older audience. But I think more so to a younger audience. Like you look at some like a kid who's like thirteen years old, and he sees that. Uh, De- I'll use Deadpool as an example. You know, you watch the trailer for that, and you see the R rated trailer where you know he shoots people in the head, and there's blood everywhere. Whatever, a thirteen year old kid is gonna obviously depending on that kid's background is going to love that you know, absolutely and, and, yeah and, and will want to watch it and it, i think an r rating gives shows and films that bit more of an appeal than just your straightforward but like i think what marvel has done very well is is bring in characters from lesser known comics in within their universe and giving them a platform to really shine um these guys of the galaxy is a prime example no one knew who guys of the galaxy were before that film came out and you could you say know, the same for Iron Man, man. Before guess, Iron Man was a movie, yeah, like. I guess he wasn't. He wasn't really well known. He was known, but not like really well known. Um, and yeah, it's they gave that platform, and they didn't need the R rating because of how they built up to that. They started off with Iron Man, or if you would argue Hulk again. No, it was Iron Man first. Iron Man came first, um, and then they slowly built it up over time. It was a quite a ballsy move to start with Iron Man, you know, to do that, and it just worked. But because they built up their characters slowly over time, people got to know the the Marvel films. Oh yeah, I really enjoy the Marvel films. I really enjoy these superhero films, or whatever. They thought let's take a risk on Guardians of the Galaxy, and that turned into a massive success for them. And that's why they they do in like, um, uh, what's the Eternals? Is the is the next one that's coming out, or one of the next lot of films that are coming out? Um, whereas about uh, this, I don't even know anything about the Eternals. I've never, never looked into it in my life. I think Nova so, is one of them, uh, and he was in that Spider-Man Nova. animation we were on about. Nova is part of the Nova Corps from space. Yeah, 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 and they are the tied in with Guardians of the Galaxy. They, they do. Yeah, I, I'm reasonably sure he's in Eternals, but yeah, he was. Uh, yeah, that ties in with Guardians of the Galaxy. That yeah. ties in with one of the Spider-Man animations we were on but earlier as well. Yeah, he's, Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. Like the... He's in part yeah. of Shield. Yeah, yeah. Not so bad, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I guess it does depend on the like DC have struggled with their superhero films. I would say um, there's Fuck only a couple, I. only a couple where they haven't. I mean, the big Christian Bale trilogy um, is lauded as being like the best Batman films ever. And you know Heath Ledger's Joker is hailed as being the best Joker ever. 
If uh, uh, if anyone like that but like aren't too sure on like comics, there's a comic that I've got. I can't remember exactly what his name was. I think it was Brian as fuck. I don't, I don't want to butcher this. Two seconds. But it's a um, standalone Joker movie, uh, comic even, cut by Brian Azzarello. And essentially Joker gets out of Arkham Asylum on like a... um, They basically clear him of being insane, so he's sane and he's low back. But it's about him rebuilding his gang and all that, and his central focus around Joker. I think Batman's in maybe one scene right towards the end. But yeah, if you like Joker, the movie, give that a go. He's good. It's good, yeah. It's good. it's good, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is uh, so. I'll just pulling it back to the top of your hand, before Invincible. It's definitely worth a watch if you if you do like uh, your animated cartoon. Well, your animated fucking superhero stuff, really. Um, but it does have a good story, and if it's something that, uh, like like Gareth, for example, he he never really liked the superhero genre before this, and after watching Invincible, he's actually enjoyed it and will carry on watching it through the next couple of seasons because the the story grabbed his attention and and how good it is and i do see what you mean by the the parallels it's not like a direct parallel but like with the whole star wars thing with you know the the, the over overbearing father the uh the evil dad and and all that stuff so. yeah, yeah. yeah 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 um so i'm gonna open the floor up now to you guys because i know sean satan over you has uh <laughs> Sean has some stuff to say about. Think about uh, hate breed. I, th- I think what was it? You gonna speak a bit about Watchmen? Because I know I know you you uh, you like the Watchmen series, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, when you say Ari did like superhero stuff, Watchmen is the, the first thing for me that springs to mind, especially in regards to like the realism of it and the, the consequences of it and all the rest of it is it is anyone has it we've seen has anyone seen Watchmen I saw Watchmen I saw the I saw the film ages ago ages ago yeah I've seen the movie very long movie Um, it is a long film it's a lot there's a lot to cram into a movie it was ambitious and a lot of obviously it it has had mixed reviews definitely at the time Um, these days it'd be like six movies yeah, it, 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 that's what it needed essentially, not sex movie, but you know, two or three, like the, you know, the Hobbit jobby, you know what I mean? But um, <laughs> it, it would have been better as a TV series that that followed the original, like what was it? Hit the burst your bubble, some, but there is a TV series of the Watchmen. Yeah, yeah, but it ain't, it ain't though, is there? It's just it's Watchmen in name. It's goddamn awful. Yeah. It's set like what's it set like thirty years in the future. Uh, it's, it's thir- good. Yeah, uh, thirty years in the future, and essentially, uh, it's it's like Black Lives Matter in superhero costume. Essentially, you know, it's, it's a good message to get out there, but is it needed in that format? Don't know. The answer is no. <laughs> Don't know. Yeah. <laughs> there are Damon Lindelof from Lo- who did Lost. Doing it, so uh, I was like, "Oh, that's me out oh from God. the fucking way go." <laughs> it's, it's, it's just going to drag on and literally go nowhere. Is that is that what is going to happen? I don't know. I think I don't, has it even been renewed? Is it more more to come? I don't you are like brother. Completely, yeah, Christ, it, uh, I, I don't even know. Christ, there was a there was a really good really good backstory though of like this uh this town that got you know a town that's predominantly black that got raided by white people and all that, that was fucking awesome and I think the first ever 
hero. It goes into the first ever hero in that like universe, which is pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, I'd say that that was that was it really for the the shining points of that series. I know Mister Manhattan, uh, the so-called, is he's in it. He's he's a bit of a <laughs> good old Mister Manhattan. Spoiler at the end, like, but it's oh fuck, it's just so bad. No, I wouldn't suggest it. Stick with your comic. Stick with your fucking movie, like. So the thing with Watchmen, you know, like, is that other than Doctor Manhattan, who's the exception, they're not superheroes. They're just uh, weirdos in capes, like they essentially vigilantes, and that's what they treat it as. It's like. I don't know. It's like it's kind of like how the boys does it, you know. In the fact that they they all work for a corporation in the boys, but in like the Watchmen universe, that they're basically vigilantes who want to do something about you know really high rates of crime in their cities or whatever. So they're like you know trying to you know help, I guess. And at first they're kind of like tolerated and even in cahoots with the police, kind of like how Batman is unofficially. Like he's kind of like you know. In, in Jim Gordon's pocket. Is it Jim Gordon? He's yeah. in Commissioner Gordon's pocket and stuff. And then, like, you know, it, it shows how they, like, fall afoul of the government and they all get outlawed, except for some government-sanctioned superheroes, even though, like, one of them is literally just a dude, not a superhero. He's literally just a guy in a, in a mask or whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's pretty depressing, really, Watchmen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the film was pretty colourful, but the, the the initial little stories is what was written during um, the Cold War. So there was a lot of like um, allegory and stuff for like the the Doomsday Clock of like everyone was just expecting to get nuked. Um, What's the bad guy's name? Happened. Chernobyl happened. Ozzy, well, that's a spoiler. Ozzy Ozzy Mandus. He is fucking fantastic in the TV show. I'll say that if if you can it's find Jeremy just Irons, isn't it? Yeah. If you can just find clips of him, like his parts, and watch that as like a mini show, that's fucking awesome. Like really good. Yeah, one of the first things I read about the the Watchmen reboot or the new series or whatever was that Jeremy Irons was playing Ozymandias, and I was like, oh, that's like an old Ozymandias. I was like, that's a fucking good good casting. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I don't think I'll ever watch it. I'll be honest with you. The the new series doesn't seem to have any any connection at all to you know to the original in any in any way shape or form it does and it it doesn't it doesn't i'd say it's uh some parts like the more prominent parts are more relevant to the comics than the than the movie is even like i'd say i don't i don't want to spoil it but you know there's the giant squid and shit Yeah. The giant, yeah. So the the giant squid is what they cut out of the film. Spoiler alert for, basically in in the film, more or less, to 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 end conflict on a global scale, they manufacture um, conflict on a universal scale. So like they 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 manufacture like Doctor Manhattan who left Earth, just when Rogan and nuked the planet. That's kind of the ending to the film, isn't it? Whereas like in in the comic they have like this so they have like a uh, they create this giant squid monster which isn't really an alien but they, it makes everyone think it's an alien and they teleport it to like New York and it just merges with New York and kills millions of people and um, so the squid comes into the the, the new yeah it, ju- <laughs> it just it just clicks no yeah it does it's actually a really big part in it funny enough so yeah 
that, that's quite uh, true to the comics. I don't. There's like an A and B plot going on. Like the, uh, one one plot's good. The other plots. What's so not, so? Not what's so what's the main uh, sort of gist of the story with Watchmen? And what what is like the the, the, um, the, it's, the main it's just the, Someone is killing ex superheroes. It starts with the graphic murder of one of the main characters. One so one of like the the Justice League or the Seven or whatever. Yeah. Um, of a certain generation because it, it shows you several generations of superheroes or vigilantes one of them gets killed um, and some other low-key off-screen ones get killed and so like there's this one dude called Rorschach was this melting face and he's like trying to investigate why someone's going around killing superheroes but all of them are retired at this point so they're, they're like no one cares and he goes around warning people like they're coming to kill you and no one gives a shit but they are eventually killing them all off one by one and basically, it, it turns out that um, oh well, now we're going back. But more, more or less, like fuck, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it turns out that um, you know the the, the one. It mo- it's hard to explain it without really just ruining it. But like, um, it, it's it's a moral question, isn't it? And the ending to Watchmen is like, do you kill a million people? to save the human race is that a, is that a good thing or a bad thing you know and it's like oh, I don't the know. needs it's, the it's needs awful. of the many outweigh the needs of the yeah few. exactly exactly so like the, the bad guy is actually in his eyes he's a good guy you know he's like he, he fakes like um a, a new enemy to to so he's killing off all, all these superheroes to to like stop his plot or whatever and and then he can like go ahead and Paint Fake this alien invasion. The bad guy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just like it's it's fucking ridiculous. But like, um, if 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 he hadn't done that, what what are you saying is at that point the world would have just ended because everyone would have just gone to war. It's basically on the, you're on the brink for the whole film and the book. You're on the, the world is on the brink of like uh, nuclear war between like Russia and the US. So like to avoid that. He manufactures a, a, a fake enemy that they can both unite against, but in doing so, kills millions of people. So it's like, what's you know, has he saved the world or is he like, is he a monster kind of thing? Mm. And um, that's that's the moral sour taste you're left with uh, left with at the end. Like, um, and some people think that he's right and concedes, and others <laughs> won't won't concede and. Meet meet their ends for not compromising. But, um, I, I guess, like when you think, uh, I know obviously you haven't seen it, uh, Sean, but for the parallels to Thanos in uh, in Endgame or Infinity War, I guess, where he wipes out half the world or half the universe rather than half the world um, because he wants to eliminate hunger, and you know, he said there's the, the universe is overpopulated, so he gets rid of half of it to so the other half can thrive. Now. Yeah, you you think he is a monster for doing that, but at the same time, the reasons that he done it for was so that everyone could live a better life. It wasn't to so he could rule the galaxy or the universe. It was so everyone could live a better life, at least in the film, anyway. Um, because like he destroyed the the gauntlet is destroyed when he when he snaps, and he also um, you know sacrifices basically his arm, essentially to to do that um, in Infinity War. Uh, so yeah, it, sometimes it it is nice when you can um, sympathize with a villain. 
I think. I think that makes a good villain is when you can sympathize with them. I think what it is with things like this is you can't see the what if. It's like the parallel. Like, what if Ozymandias didn't do that and Russia or America end up nuking each other and destroyed the world? You know, he could well have been saving yeah. the world. What if, like, everyone did die of starvation from, from Endgame? You know, we never yeah. actually see the, the kind of um, the, the boring side of it, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't make for good. It's like good what it is. What it, what are his motivations? And obviously, those are his like reasons. But like, is he like genuinely mad in in regards to like Thanos? Or is it you know, justified? Is he, like, yeah, is an excuse. Or is he like genuinely like this is the right thing to do? Fuck all y'all. <laughs> this will save the planet, kind of deal. Yeah, it's 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 funny because like in the beginning of Endgame. Uh, they go to basically uh, kill Thanos, and he's just living on his own on a farm, just on this distant planet. And that, you know, he done it for the greater good, greater good. Um, greater good. And yeah, they go and they go to see him, and he is just a husk of his former self, essentially. And that was the sacrifice he made, like you know. You remember aliens? Those a common call. Have you seen um? Yeah, you you've seen. I can tell by that smile. No, uh, there's a, there was um like a news thing about uh, aliens. Like apparently they've disclosed uh, it. And the, do you know what's funny aliens. about this? Do you know what's funny about this is that all the conspiracy theories now are like, why are the government pretending that there's aliens? Oh my god! <laughs> it's can't, a complete one eighty. You can't win. Can't like, win. It's like oh, everyone's you know the conspiracy like oh, there's aliens, there's aliens. Now the government like yeah, you're right. Oh no, there's no. And <laughs> <laughs> the can't be if they've admitted to it. The government have just done reverse psychology. That's all they've done. Yeah. It's just, it's just like there are aliens. In secret, they're like, yeah, there really are aliens, but they're just gonna fucking say there's not now. So we don't need to worry. They'll <laughs> never, amazing, they'll never like, investigate anything. Mental gymnastics, like. Tom DeLong. Yeah. Tom DeLong in shambles, like. Uh. <laughs> I don't know. That just tickled me. The old uh, Watchmen thing, United. Uh, the United Front like, just made me think of that. Fuck. Like. Have you seen um, Arrival? It's not a superhero film. It's an alien I film. Nakadu. I do. dim. Dim. Uh, basically, aliens arrive at Earth. Uh, Any good? Come down from space. Like this. Don't they come? And, nice. uh, yeah, it's, it's all right. It's, 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 a slow, it's a slow film. But um, uh, So they, they, they arrive all over the world. You know, it comes down in Independence Day, but instead of just blasting the laser out, it just hovers around, like... And District 9 like, style, like... Yeah, like, what the fuck does these motherfuckers want up here? Uh, they don't actually come onto the Earth, like, in District 9. They're just hovering in their spacecraft, and it, it's, like, says one in the US, there's one in Japan, there's one all over the world, you know? And, um... That's refreshing for a start, all over the world, rather than yeah. just America. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it's basically um, they're, they're trying to communicate with with these aliens. Um, like every country has its own like linguist. Obviously, the film is based on the the American linguist, language specialist who gets pulled in, and then gets sent out to speak to the aliens and stuff. And um, <laughs> a linguist, uh, well, he's just going to guess the language, is it or? Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like to, to <laughs> decipher how, how they're speaking, more or less. Yeah. They're speaking like images almost, and um, <laughs> speaking memes yeah. today, but 
<laughs> that far, that far advanced that they just talk in memes. It's just like a lamal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, I, I don't know. I can't. I forgot why I brought that up, but it, it reminded me a lot of something Tom just said. Just reminded me of like Arrival. It's good. It's a good film. Obviously, there are many twists along the way. It's not as simple as that. Um, two two films that I want to just bring up uh, before we wrap this up. I did mention them in the beginning uh, when we were listing some R-rated films. So that's Kick-Ass and Super. I don't know. I, I assume you've seen Kick-Ass, most of you. Yeah. Um, I've heard, I know of Kick-Ass. I've not seen it. And Super. Is Super Rain Wilson? It is Rain Wilson, yeah. Fantastic Ra- film. Rain Wilson and Elliot, Elliot Page. Page? Elliot Page now, yeah. Um, so, those films, I think, are, if you want consequences of actions... <laughs> oh, fuck I. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, those two films are, you know, they're basically about people who... There are no superpowers. People just dress up, and they're all vigilantes, but no one has superpowers. And they think they're superheroes and they go around, you know, with their martial arts or whatever. But if they get their arm cut off, then their arms cut off. If they get, you know, thrown into a shark tank, then they get all their limbs ripped off. And uh, if they, uh, I always, what's his name? Uh, uh, what's what's the name? Big Daddy is, <laughs> I can't remember his name. Uh, fucking actor, what's his name? Uh, Adam Sandler. No. Oh, it's been a long time since I watched Kick-Ass. Um, it's, it's the guy with the meme. He's got... Nicholas Cage, that's his name. I can't think fucking Nicholas oh, Cage. Oh Christ! Name. Yeah. Um, so he plays the character Big Daddy in Kick Ass, and it's, a, it's basically a take on Batman. And um, Chloe Grace Moretz plays his uh, young daughter. Uh, who's she called? Hit Girl. That's what she's called. Now, Hit Girl. Um, and they go around fighting crime. You know, uh, father daughter team, and they are psychopaths. They l- literally are psychopaths. Like, their apartment is just full of weapons, like various different bits of weaponry. It is like the Batcave, but in, like, a, a small apartment in uh, wherever they are, in, like, New York or America, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, uh, Nicolas Cage's character gets killed because he gets captured and beaten, beaten up, and you just see how real it would be if someone dressed up like a vigilante and went out trying to fight crime. You get killed. That's it. That that's probably the biggest fucking consequence that you would have to your to your actions. Um, well, there's su- also super with su- yeah, yeah with with uh, Elliot Page. It's like what was it? They're like storming this complex and everything's going well, and then they just hit the deck and he turns yeah. around and she's just Dead. got her face yeah. blown to fucking bits. Like that's that that was that was quite horrific. Like you, yeah. you think about it, but that's so real. That that's like something that would or could happen in that instance and he gets beaten the fuck up as well in that you know and he's just this nerdy guy as well he's not even like a confident beefed up dude. fucking hilarious what was it that guy cuts in line at the start and he just walks up to him he's got a wrench and he just smashes this guy with a wrench <laughs> that, that's his that's his weapon of choice isn't it it's the wrench <laughs> fucking monkey oh, wrench <laughs> Jesus. you don't cut in line <laughs> Uh, but uh, but those, Holy those Avenger, two... what a cunt! <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, those two films are definitely worth a watch for, uh, for at least for the topic of hand. If if you want realism in your superheroes, watch uh, Kickass is is a pretty good comedy as well. At the same time, you know they they do make light of a lot of situations and uh, the villain uh, the villain gets uh, uh, well gets come up once in the second film. It's the second film, it is, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Well, what's he called? 
the th- uh, he looks like a gimp, doesn't he? Yeah, he's dressed like a gimp. gimp. He's, he's the guy who plays Michael Lavin in uh, Superbad. It plays him. The motherfucker. The motherfucker. That's it. <laughs> oh, Jesus, well, that's the villain. The main villain's name is the motherfucker. But yeah, um, definitely, I would definitely advise anyone who who likes who likes superheroes to check that out anyway, because they are two two really good films in that. But I am going to watch The Defender because it, it lead, the lead film is Woody Harrelson. That's the film I mentioned earlier that I'd never heard of before. And I think Is that was, tied in with any universe or is that standalone? I think it's standalone. Um, it was released in 2009. I haven't heard of it. Um, I'm just double-checking this. I've never heard of it before. I'm just double-checking. It's not based on anything. Um uh, no, it's just yeah, just written by someone. It's actually got Sandra O oh in it as well. Yeah. You know, what's surprising though with oh, that Sandra. Uh, Daredevil. Oh. How good the series was, and then it just they went to do what was it, the Defenders? Yeah, and, it and kind that just of fell on its ass yeah. like so hard. Like, I was I was gonna rough. give honor I was gonna give honorable mentions to some TV shows, and that was what gonna be one of well, I think all of the um, the Netflix ones deserve honorable mentions for being our sort of our I guess they are R-rated really. Well, Punisher is. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, those I also enjoyed De- uh, Punisher more in Daredevil than in his standalone series. Yeah, really? Yeah, he did. I, I like the um, uh, the finale to season one of Punisher. I thought was really good, and at the same time, it it just grossed me out completely. Uh, you know when he's dragging his face across the uh, the mirror. Oh shit! Yeah, Jigsaw. Oh, but Fisk though, Wilson Fisk is such like the actor that plays yeah. him. Uh, he's the guy from um, Men in Black, isn't he? Vincent Donforio, is that his name? Donforio, he's, he's, something like that. He's the cockroach in Men in Black. The fucking is he? Yeah, the fucking he's the, in um... the van. He's like smashing fuck out of the Sugar. van. Is that it? <laughs> yeah, it's him. I like. never, I never knew that. Private Pile More. in a Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Pile. Full on Gomer Pile jobby. Because there's like. so good in that, like. Because the there's, there's rumors now that uh, um, Charlie Cox, who plays Daredevil, is going to be introduced into the Marvel, well, the MCU. And because he was in it, I think it was in his original contract with Netflix that he could be in a Marvel film. And he was slated to be in, I think, Civil War, but instead they put Spider Man in there. Oh, um, but. There's rumours that he's going to be in the next Spider-Man film, and everyone's saying like, if you're going to bring in Charlie Cox as Daredevil, you've got to bring in uh, that Vincent guy to play Kingpin because he was like the perfect Kingpin yeah. in the TV series, and he was really good at that, you know. Um, but yeah, I thought Jessica Jones was good as well. I still haven't watched the final series of that, but the yeah, the first the first two fun. seasons, I thought I thought that was that was pretty good. Um, David Tennant does does a good job in pretty much anything he's yeah. in, doesn't he? So, um, and I I didn't mind Luke Cage either. I thought that was okay. But Punisher was pretty brutal on good honorable mentions. And uh, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but Teen Titans as well, which is uh, uh, what the Titans li- though. Uh, t- sorry, yeah, Titans the, the live Teen action, Titans. Yeah. yeah, the live actions one. I uh, for thought Titans, that that was so. very. I know it's obviously American, but yeah. very, very Americanized. Um, oh yeah, I watched it, but I thought it was just a bit much. Like, yeah, the like, it's. I'd say it's. I I did enjoy it, you know, 
I, I wouldn't say I didn't enjoy it. There were certain aspects I enjoyed more so than others. Like the girl who played, um, what's the blonde girl's name? I can't remember now. Fire? No. No, she uh, the blonde one. She and her husband was. Re- oh, Dave. Dove. Dove. That was it. Like, uh, I. Dove from above is this one? The actress. Um, I don't think she can like change her facial expressions. <laughs> she just had the same expression if she was sad, happy, shocked. But I thought, yeah, and her voice was fucking, yeah, mono like, oh, yeah. But like, I she thought it worked because they were like, like ex junkies, weren't they? Yeah, they were yeah. ex junkies. So I kind of. Uh, even though it inadvertently God. worked, like. But yeah, that show shows consequences as well, real consequences. Yeah, yeah you know? that's true. Um, and I know that in the next season of that, they are bringing in uh, the Red Hood, and the Red Hood is one ah. of my favorite comic book characters. So, because obviously they introduced Jason in the last season, Jason Todd. So yeah, it seems natural that they would do this. Um, yeah, and like the first season of Arrow, I always thought was really good. Um, when he's actually avenging, when, yeah, yeah, um, yeah and good. yeah, like the first season to Arrow compared to the second season was okay, but then after that, it just goes so opposite to what you want, uh, like a proper super, like a vigilante to do, that it just got boring for me. So. Falls into the formula, doesn't it? It does, yeah, exactly. And CW completely ruined that universe. They just made yeah. it a teen drama, and it's just shit. I think, to be honest, I think like the introduction of Supergirl ruined that for me. It was as soon as that like show came into it, it was well maybe it was a bit earlier than that I guess, but they just made it so. Oh God, it's so PC. You know? <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm all I'm all for you know using using and saying the right things, but like you don't have to shoehorn it into every single action you do or make a story about it. You know lead into current events that's that's uh, a topic for another time i'm sure uh <laughs> we will discuss on something um didn't they have the girl that transitioned in supergirl i want to say dreamer or something yeah, like that so she's tr- uh yeah she's like a poor star yeah it's in real life yeah but i thought that they didn't really shove that in your face it was just a person that had had that happen to them and then they were an actress and i thought that was that's fair enough like that's how it should be done you know it shouldn't be completely shoved in your face if someone is like you know if someone has had that life uh, experience then that's so be it you know the thing surrounding that it was the media that surrounded that it was the media that made a big deal out of that yeah more so than the show itself um like, but Supergirl is the worst for was it virtue sig- virtue signaling, I guess. Um, and yeah, I just I don't know. I I couldn't really watch Supergirl. I stopped watching it like after the first season, maybe. I gave it a chance. That was that. But, it's a shame because Martian Manhunt isn't it, and he's pretty he's pretty interesting as a character. Like, I didn't realize he was British. British. Well, Martian Manhunt or the guy that plays <laughs> the him. Guy's <laughs> Martian Manhunt. Yeah, is British. he's from Mars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Quite far away, like. Nah, he's uh, he's in. Is it Homeland? No, not Homeland. It's America. Uh, he's in something British. Can't remember what. Looks familiar now that you've mentioned it. Actually. I'm sure it's something Sean has watched, but I can't think what it is. Okay. Well, Line of Duty, is it? No, no, I'm not that. Line of Duty. It's the, the Line of Duty. Uh, <laughs> no, the guy who plays Martian Man and uh, going off on a mad tangent, it don't really matter. Um, I think 
on that final tangent we've had quite a few in this cast um we're probably going to bring this to a close but yeah if you want to uh just see what else we're up to these days we are on all the social medias uh twitter at steedcast instagram at steedcast facebook just search for steedcast and on youtube it's just steedcast everything is steedcast um so you can check that out we're hopefully going to get some more videos up as well soon um, i know me and barra and tom have actually got something in the works uh, to do something soon and yeah i'm gonna bring that episode to a close so on that note i'm gonna bid you adieu and farewell Thank you.